Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I hope you're ready for this, episode 350, because Tom today, he's on fire. We've never seen this much paper and notes on Tom's side of the desk. There's a war going on between... Vinny and Tom right now. I just asked Tom how much coffee he's had. His answer was legendary. But uh, aside from that, a lot is going on. We haven't done a podcast since, I want to say, what, Friday? The, the, Last week. The, but, but, but even from Friday till today, I feel yeah. like we're already behind the eight ball. Right? There's so many things going on. Iowa caucus happened last night. Mm-hmm. Guys were asking us to, you know, do a late night. I said, let's just do it today. we got a lot of stuff to cover today. Um, let me give you some of the stories we're going to talk about today, then I'll give you an update. A very important election uh, that's taking place that's maybe more important than Iowa caucus, but I'll give you that update here in a second. So one, we'll cover uh, the feud with Vivek and Trump because, you know, what the shots that was taken at Trump, what prompted it, I have some kind of an idea, I think, on what caused that. Uh, and then at the same time, Vivek drops out, suspends the campaign, and politely says he's going to be endorsing. He endorses Trump, makes the phone call to him, then says he's going to go out there and campaign with him. Nikki Haley gave one of the most random... If you didn't know numbers and you listened to Nikki Haley's message, you would have thought she won Iowa. Very <laughs> weird. Literally. Like, you would oh, my God. So, you know, it's either delusional, mm-hmm. arrogant, confident, or something they know that we don't know, or she's just trying to make sure the donors keep bringing the money to continue, I don't know which one it is, but we'll figure that part out. DeSantis is so effective. He gave the shortest speech of ending up second place, comes in, gives this message, three minutes and 40 seconds, bye. gone. Bye-bye. They found him at Cheesecake Factory afterwards. Really? There's a great <laughs> Cheesecake Factory in Iowa, by the way, Des Moines. When they opened it, they celebrated. But anyways, I don't know where he went. I don't That's know the biggest nightclub in Des Moines. Or just went home. Cheesecake because you, with you could tell DeSantis was working just looking at his face. The last week, you could tell he's doing the 99 counties. He went and visited everybody. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting what happened with him next. And then aside from that, there's a couple other stories here that we got. Biden says U.S. doesn't support Taiwan independence after the vote because Taiwan defies China. Electing a new president, Beijing labeled a separatist troublemaker. Okay, so that's that part. Uh, aside from that Trump speech, he, he said, uh, I think this is the first time in months that he actually said Ron DeSantis. He said and, Ron DeSantis. Didn't he didn't say Ron, no, no, he said Ron DeSantis. Very yeah. respectful. He, yeah. It's about unifying, bringing everybody 100%. together. Sons were there. Family was there. Uh, uh, his two sons were there. I got a couple thoughts on that as well. We'll cover that here in a minute. Houthis, Houthi rebels strike a U.S.-owned ship off the coast of Yemen in the Gulf of Aden, raising tensions. We'll talk about that. World leaders meet to discuss the hypothetical disease X 
uh, pandemic in Davos. By the way, when those guys get together, you just have to be ready that anything can be said. They, they have a new top 10 list of biggest crises to be worried about. Hmm. We'll share that with you here in a minute. One of the speakers at Davos has some thoughts to say about Twitter and X. And, and you just have to hear what she says and how she says this. Sure. FAA diversity push includes focus on hiring people with severe intellectual and psychiatric disabilities. Jeez. That's a true story. By the way, the CEO of United Airlines was uh, interviewed. Scott Kirby. We're going to show this video to you in a minute, Rob. Uh, uh, you know, and and I, I just, I just want to see how you're naturally going to react to this when you see it. It almost doesn't make any sense. Hurt selling 20,000 EVs. So it can buy more gas guzzlers. Think about it. Hertz. Isn't that against ESG and DEI scores? They're getting rid of their Teslas. And we'll explain why that is. Uh Charles Barkley pissed off at the NFL. Call them greedy pigs for playing the Chiefs-Dolphins game on Peacock. And I got a completely different view. And I love the fact that NFL did it. And power. Shout out to Roger Godel for doing it. But you'll see why. Because they had a record-breaking 23 million people. Either bought the app. They downloaded the app. Or... We're on Peacock already to watch the game. 23 million, Vinny. That's a lot of heads. That's a lot of heads right there. I watch Uh, NFL and ESPN advanced stocks. You ready for this one? This one's a weird one. On potential agreement that could give equity, the league equity stake. NFL, ESPN, in advance of getting equity. This next story is going to disappoint Vinny a little bit, but Vinny, maybe earmuffs. Uh, at Iowa's oldest gay bar, fear over Republicans' <laughs> transgender rhetoric. What? Devast- devastating story. But what? We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Fauci's former boss uh, concedes uh, COVID lab leak was not a conspiracy theory. Huh? What? I- Illinois no. governor begs Texas Governor Abbott to stop sending migrants. Uh, and then we got a couple of the stories we'll cover as well, a couple of the videos. But before we get into all this stuff, let me kind of talk about what's going on with the most important election that's taking place. And that election is the Manect election. Ooh. So it, it, we announced this, I think it's a day before Christmas or two days before Christmas. I said, guys, between Vinny, Adam, and Tom, whoever from that day gets 500 Manects, if they get 500 men, whoever gets 500 Manects, $2,000 suit on me, Okay. Tom wants a Stefano Ritchie, so we're, we're right now having a different kind of arrangement, but we'll figure that part <clears> out. <throat> but they want a $2,000 suit. So here's what's happened. Once we said that internally, there was some competition, but not a lot. Then when we announced it here, Whoa. it got heated. This is where the election's at right now uh, with the Manect Caucus. And here's who's in the <laughs> lead. Manocus, Manocus. Okay. Uh, Adam is at 133 Manects in third place. Vinny is at 187. And Tom still has a lead by 45 with 232. And the race is to 500, okay? So now here's what you got to be thinking about. For some of you that are like, what is Manect? I haven't downloaded it yet. Let me tell you what's going on with Manect. What would you pay to get a response from somebody you're DMing? Just think about that. You know, I get tens of thousands of messages on Instagram or LinkedIn. I don't get back to people because I can't. But we wanted to find a way to have an incentive for the individual to get back to you and at the same time for you to be able to get a question you want to get answered by people. That's why we launched Minek. Years ago, I had a lawyer that charged me uh, for a seven-minute call, 30 minutes, pissed me off. I said, why are you charging me 30 minutes? He says, minutes roll up. I said, no, they don't. It was a seven-minute call. I said, one day I'm going to build an app to, get, to pay people by the minute, not roll up. And that's exactly what Minek does. Do you have a minute to connect? So... If, if you're a fan of Adam, we know what happened to Adam last week with the Bossom Yosef podcast. There's been more reactions to Adam 
Maybe some death threats, but that's a different story. But there's been more reactions oh, the to Adam. From the nicest messages. But at the same time, there's been a lot of people that are supportive of Adam's argument. If your team Adam, okay, Manect with Adam, Vinny had a day where he did 70 Manects last week. Tom did 80 Manects just on Saturday in a single day to <clears throat> empty out his Manects. It's just a lot of stuff that's going on here with Manects. Can I say something? Vinny wanted to say something. I have Go to ahead, say Vinny. something. This is to all my fellow Americans, PBD podcasters, all the Manectors. I need you. Uh, it's the threat to democracy. Tom, if you guys could see Tom, can you guys show Tom? He's, Tom doesn't like trees. He kills trees. For the podcast, if you love trees, just you don't have to go for Tom. He, by the way, nine cars. He took a helicopter to get to a Ferrari to get here today. He doesn't need this suit. You're not supposed to say I, that. Tom, relax. I wore a pin. I wore my neck pin. You're not wearing a pin. Please, Tom, just don't do this. Guys, the first five people to my neck me, I'm going to give you a shout-out at the end of the podcast if it's okay. Oh, you're creative. Guys, time out. Hey, Adam, this is not your time. Tom, stop it. Guys, I need you. Text question. Just let's push today for the yeah. future of America. And by the way, by the way, uh, so he's, really, he's just let's he's go, breaking guys. the rules. No, here. I'm not. No, no, no. Okay, you how about what? this? No, Tom, no, wait no, one no. second. Tom, I'm going to do the next five people. The next five people to connect me. I'm going to show up at your house <laughs> with 20 women. <laughs> We're going to have the party of a lifetime. Can't give the address away. And then maybe I'll bring Vinny or Tom. You don't understand marketing. If you want to be sure that your death threats are not ignored. And end up on LinkedIn where Adam will ignore them. Send them by me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What? Let's go, baby. On a real note, though, if you haven't yet downloaded the app, record-breaking week last week, record-breaking month, record-breaking quarter. I can't even tell you what's going on right now with Manek. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So excited to get uh, all these different people on there. But show your support with whoever you love here. Please. With them. Download Let's the go. app. I want to win. Send him a question. Yesterday, a guy sent me a video question. I sent him a video, video question response back from Mar-a-Lago. I was at Mar-a-Lago yesterday. Uh, uh, we're uh, about to announce what we're going to be doing, an event of ours, which is pretty wild. But we had a great time at the... Uh, Mar-a-Lago. So download the app, ask your questions. Please, guys, I'm waiting. Let's Please, see let's who go. Wins. I, I have a feeling someone's going to win in the next week or two. Come on, baby, let's go. PBD, okay. Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. I saw that you were becoming a realtor. <laughs> I was becoming I mean, a realtor. Can, like, Rob, you want to show Mar-a-Lago. that video? And Pat, why is he looking? Was that your first for... time there? No, no, I've been there. Oh, okay. God, Vinny, with your stupid questions, ask dumb questions on my neck, buddy. <laughs> first time there. See, guys, you You've been with him there. I wasn't there with. I was there. Well, I was there with Rob. The point is, PBD, realtor to the stars. Just zoom out, Rob. Zoom is out. Mar-a-Lago worth? I'm making an announcement. 18 I'm million a in, uh, or 1.5 yeah, billion. Suit, though. Rob, can look. you make it bigger, Rob, and then play it? Make, so it, they can make it big, Rob. There you go. Yeah, go there for you it. go, buddy. Be quiet. Let him in. PBD, how much is this property? Wow. Between 18 million to a billion and a half. Who you're asking? If you ask a judge in New York, 18 million. If you ask everybody in real estate in the area, they're gonna say billion and a half. <laughs> Look at how sick that yeah, place perfect. is, bro. Anyways, okay, so let's get into the stories. Before we get started, again, for uh, uh, the people that watched the podcast last week, Basim Yosef, and uh, uh, if you really want to connect with Adam, there's a new show coming out yeah. based on what people said. Rob, if you want to show the new movie, uh, uh, it's called Everybody Hates Adam. It's not Everybody <laughs> Loves Raymond. It's a what? new show. Okay, I got okay, a It's a new show. Here's what I'll say. Uh, channeling the uh, inner Elon Musk to all the... Haters and the Islamists and the jihadists, go fuck yourself. Okay? What people don't understand is that after the interview, the the debate, the discussion, here's the problem you guys missed. We actually hug and shook hands at the right. end. Did you post that and picture? Didn't wa- yeah. Yes. Yes. And didn't want to kill each other. 
So you can have debate, you can have discourse without telling somebody they should go to hell or die and die. Or die. So that's my problem. And it's usually the funniest thing. People who came from that side of the world who now live in the West and have the comfort of living in L.A. or London or Sydney, you know, down under My, uh, or in Miami. Sweden or, or in Miami or from the comfort of your own beautiful house in America. Start debating American values. Go back to Hamas land if that's where you feel. That's how I feel. And if you want to stay here. Get with the program. We live in America. We live in a democracy. We believe in a free exchange of ideas. And if not, go fuck and, yeah. yourself. By the way, you know what? Let me, let me tell you what video I want to start off with. I don't want you to give it away because you gave this video out. Mm-hmm. And But I want them to watch this. Rob, you know which video I'm talking about? Go, go find that video that uh, Adam sent yesterday because eventually common sense prevails. I found the video. If you don't have it, I'll text it to you. Yes, this is the one that you sent, which I think it's such a powerful uh, uh, message here that common sense prevails. I send it to you. By the way, right afterwards, Bassem came to the house. Yeah. Alper made him something to eat, Dolma. We got a masseuse to give him a one-hour massage. And then right afterwards, he went to Miami to do a show. And we had a great time. You know, with Bassam. But this is the mm-hmm. part that people don't see behind the scenes, which, by the way, sometimes I feel like we need to document that as well yep. to show people yep. what else we're doing behind closed yep. doors because we don't. Maybe it's some of the behind-the-scenes stuff that we got to show sometimes that we don't have. But play this clip. Watch this here, guys. Here's John Stewart, okay? John Stewart is the man who ran. When you think about Daily Show, you only think about one name. You think about John Stewart, right? Yes. On the left is not a fan of Trump, is not a Republican, but here's... A group of people bashing America, and I want you to see how Jon Stewart reacts and defends America. Go ahead and play it. We believe we've got a few weeks before it starts, and we're just putting together kind of uh, the teams. You have a doubt about France, but I have also a doubt about the U.S., you know? What is required from us is not to invade other countries like you did. I'm afraid, as far as I'm concerned, the U.S. were the biggest destabilizing influence. We know that America was built on genocide, slavery, and colonialism. America was built on freedom. Freedom for who, though? Americans. You've got to stop this America <laughs> first. Because all the lunatics America here, first. they love saying, well, then it's Hungary first, it's Germany first, it's, but not everyone can be first. Not that's the point of America first, is not everybody can be first, it's us. Well, but that's yep. a bit contradictory with your plan of uh, being the captain of the team. Because when you're a captain of the team, you don't say America first. What you say is you stand with some principles that can unite your team. So the problem with your America first... I'm going I'm 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 to stop you right there. America first is America alone. What? World War Three. Yeah, right so you, so you see that. What do you think about Vinny? I think well, dude. At the end of the day, if America isn't first, what's the what's the world going to look like? All we, do, I mean, yes, we get involved with a bunch of crazy stuff, but we are the beacon. We are the we are the the standing force. And if God forbid anything happens to us, all those people with all the weird accents, their shit's going down. Quick. Let, let, but by the way, let's, let's change. Let's say it's China first. What does the world look like? Oh my! Like for, let's say it's Russia first. What does the world okay, look like? Really? Let's say it's Iran first. What does the world look like? Let's say it's India first. What does the world? Let's say it's Germany first. What does the world? Let's say it's France first. What does the world look like? Let's say it's any of those countries first. What does the world look like? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's say let's say when that. You remember that guy Hitler? If he wanted, he kept going, and it was Germany first. What would what would we wouldn't be here? But I love the That's fact. All. Let me tell you what I love this. Yeah. You know what I love this? This is the best part about this clip here, and Tom, I'm coming to you next. You know what's the best part? The best part is when sometimes stupidity from the other side 
forces you to agree with somebody that you would have never <laughs> yeah. in a million yeah. years. Can you imagine within 50 seconds, John Stewart went from a liberal to sounding like an America first guy campaigning for Trump? 100%. How weird does that sound? Tom, when you see this, what do you think about? Well, I, I see... I see the poison of globalism in the faces of everybody else. Everybody else wants everybody to be equal. But what they don't understand, it doesn't work that way. It didn't work that way for Austria-Hungary. It didn't work that way for Germany. It didn't work that way for Spain and Portugal during the, the age of exploration that was funded by gold and the kings and queens. It didn't work. It worked when America showed up talking about freedom, and nobody was a Spaniard. Nobody was yeah. Portuguese. Nobody was German. We all became Americans under a constitution and an ability to live here freedom. There is no race in America. We're everywhere. We are everyone from somewhere. That's who we are. And I see the poison of globalism here that wants to take down the very thing that has been the beacon of defense. What does Europe look like if the U.S. doesn't get together with the U.K. in World War I? Yep. What does Europe look like if 30 years later, if the United States doesn't get together with the U.K. and a half conspiratorial and half-hiding France to, to help it. What does the world look like? Go take a look at what Japan was doing in Southeast Asia in World War II. Go read it. They are our friends. They are a strong ally. They are a capitalist country. They are thriving. But go back and look what their emperor was doing in 1940 and what they were doing to the Chinese into doing these. And go look at what comfort what comfort women were, where they would imprison these Chinese women and make them you know, prostitutional slaves for the, the military. Go take a look and then you put freedom on there you put respect right. for the individual and you put it forward and this is where everybody wants to come there is not an immigration line at the door of sorry hungary or any of these places there's not forget it i'm done i'm voting for tom guys it's <laughs> over what? tom's got hey. my vote go ahead adam yeah well you know during covid we learned the term the great reset right i believe what happened during covid is one of the most impactful things of our lives not so much health wise awareness wise but politically um what we've seen is all the lies and all the malaise and all the the media, the the, the fake news, if you will, good, good has sort of been uh, realized. And if you just look at sort of the canaries and the coal mines, the bellwethers, look at where Bill Maher is these days. Look at where Elon Musk is these days. Look at where Joe Rogan is these days. These guys were on the left. Same with me. These are classic liberalists. Joe Rogan proudly said he was going to vote for who? Bernie Sanders. Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Elon Musk was not a Trump guy. Okay? John Stewart, not a Trump guy. But what's happening around the world today is making people with common sense say, Yeah, I don't know about that, bro. I don't yeah, I don't yeah, I don't Osama bin Laden is the good guy now? Yeah. What? Yeah, what happened? This is what's going on? Because all these people who are forty and over, including myself, realized that when we watched the movies, when we when we watched Rocky back in the 80s and 90s, we rooted for Rocky, not Ivan Drago from the <laughs> Soviet, U Soviet USSR. If he does, when we watched dies. Indiana Jones, we did, we rooted for Indiana Jones the American, not the Nazis. Okay, when we watched True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger, we rooted for Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis, not the Islamic terrorists known as Crimson Jihad. And finally, it's the equivalent of not rooting for the Avengers and rooting for Thanos. So, Thanos. Sorry. Thanos is Armenian. Thanos. That's yes. like, okay. Thanos Johnny Schmidt says. Thanos. <laughs> I watched all those movies. Thanos. So, 
There's, there's Nicole would correct you right now. If you Thanos. Yes, yeah. We all well, know what ahead. I meant here, guys. I am Iron Man. But there's the reality that people with common sense are saying, nah, I'm on Team America. And here's a little hot tip for people. No offense to PBD and his people. Whatever team current not, uh, mafia-like regime Iran is on, just take the other side. Because Iran is backing Hamas, the Houthis, Hezbollah, Islamic Jihad, that's the regime that's going on in Iran these days. That's the reason, that mentality, that someone as great as Patrick Bad David cannot return to Iran. That's the reason that someone like Basav Youssef, for all he says, cannot Bas- return to Egypt. Well, just if there, How do I say his name? It's Basim. You've been Basififing him. People were what like, is at least it's, it's Basim Yusuf. That's what I said. No, you've Basim. been saying Basim. You're, like, you're like taking both you're and like putting them together. You're like potato, potato. Potato, potato. Hamas, Pat, Hamas, Pat, whatever. I love With it. all the, the uh, butchering of certain words yeah. that you do. I, I think you're catching up to me. On You're on track to be right okay. there next to me. But here, the reality but, is I'm on Team America. We're all on Team America. I love it. And that's where you need to be. Awesome. Okay, let's go to the next stories here. Do we want to go to Iowa caucus first or do we want to go to some of these uh, uh, Peacock stories. Uh, Rob, how about we go to a couple business stories first? Let's go to Peacock Chiefs-Dolphins game drew 23 million viewers, becoming the most streamed NFL game ever. Okay, 23 million. What a business model right there. NFL's going to everybody else the same. So Amazon, Netflix, do you want to do it next? Apple, do you want to do it next? Look at the kind of results we're getting. So let me read this to you on what happened here. Peacock broadcast the game, 23 million viewers. The, the viewership record surpasses the previous streaming record in late November when the Dallas Cowboys faced the Seattle Seahawks on Prime Video with 15.26. The success of the exclusive streaming broadcast underscores the growing importance of streaming platforms and sports broadcasting and subscription acquisition. As Peacock's premium subscription, costing $5.99 a month, saw a significant increase in subscribers with 30 million reported subscribers and a 75% increase over the previous year. Now, watch this one here. Charles Par- Charles Barkley calls NFL greedy pigs. Rob, just play the clip real quick so the audience can see this for themselves. Uh, uh, you should have it. You just showed it a minute ago. Okay, while you're doing it, I'll find it. Former NBA star Charles Barkley is not happy about the deal. You have it? Go ahead and play it. Watch this. Watch oh. this. Rob, Yo, man, this thing, showing this game on not on cable... That's low class, man. It's on Peacock, right? Yes. You got to bet. Yeah, yeah, come on, you man. Pay that, for that, that's not cool. That's not cool. They're just being greedy pigs. Yeah. I'm glad some NFL players taking some shots at them. I know the NFL is the biggest thing in the world. To put this game on Peacock and make people have to buy Peacock, that's just low class, man. And I, I'm disgusted. I'm not even – first of all, I, I can't watch them. I'm be filming commercials. But even if I could, I wouldn't watch it. Just I'm just gonna boycott the game because nobody cares. They sold a game for 110 million dollars, and I know that's a lot of money. But the NFLs they're making 20 billion dollars a year. To screw your fans like that, yep. it's just not cool, man, at all. That's what I. By the way, pause that. I gotta tell you, Charles, been a fan for a long time. Love what you do. You're obviously I've seen the documentary with inside the NBA with what happened when you came through and you're the star and you won God knows how many Emmys all well deserved your commentary. I actually really like your commentary, but let me tell you why I love this year, Charles, and I disagree with you. Here's why I think cable is dying and Barkley is still part of cable. Of course. And he is still working for TNT. And by the way, Charles, TNT, 
if they could afford it, they would have considered some of this stuff. Some of these other cable companies, if they could afford to pay $110 million, they would love to do it. The only thing keeping cable TV in business is only a few things. One, baby boomers. Two, sports. Three, big pharma. That is mm-hmm. it. There's nothing else that's keeping cable TV in business. Streaming is the future. Your show inside the NBA <clears throat> is going to eventually be on a streaming service if it isn't already. So for Roger Godell to do something like this and his board that made a decision to take the $100 million, $110 million check from Peacock, one, salute to Roger Godell for doing that. The NFL players can bitch and moan all they want about it. Where do you think the money comes from? Getting better contracts, and the guy that's done the best job at getting those contracts is a guy named Roger Godell. He's brought money to the teams. He's increased the valuation of these teams, and it's only 17 games they're playing per year. It's not like they're playing a, you know, 82 games during the NBA. They're playing 17 games, I believe eight home games. For some, it's more, but for most, it's eight home games that they're playing. Phenomenal job for Peacock for spending that $110 million, and phenomenal job to Roger Godell for doing that. Eventually... Every local sporting event, when you and I watch WGN and we would watch the Chicago Bulls or we would watch the White Sox or you would watch TNT or TBS and you would watch what the Braves or the Hawks, everybody knew who Kevin Willis was. You TBS know, TBS was Braves everybody, all day, every day. That's right. Everybody knew Kenny Lofton. You knew yeah. Fred McGriff. You knew Andres Galarraga. You knew David Justice. You knew, Joe, you know, Rocker. You knew Millwood. You knew Maddox. You knew every one of those guys because we had. Cable, you, you watch that on the mm. on the channel. So brilliant move by Ted Turner back then, and they hated it when he did it. Guess what? Brilliant move for Roger Godell and brilliant move on Peacock for doing this. Tom, any thoughts on this? I know there's a whole different story here as well. No, but we'll the- get, we have one chart for you that shows the facts. Back it up. So look at the look at cable subscribers over time. I just I sent it to you. It's one of the links, Rob. Uh, no, no, no. One more. There we go. There's there there it is, Pat. What is happening to cable TV subscribers over time? There's fewer people every year. Cable peaked at 104 million people back in 2010. Now it's 35% down. It's like 65 to 70 million people. So what is Roger Goodell doing? He has something to sell, and Peacock bought it. And then they resold it for resold it as a profit. That's like Foot Locker buys Nikes from Nike and sells them to you and me. That's what this is. There is no entitlement to cable programming. And you've got the NFL, by the way, making money for its players, as Pat said. But you look here, <clears throat> Roger Goodell, think of cable TV as a store. Pat, if you were if you were Phil Knight and Foot Locker was no longer able to sell as many Nikes, would you sell them somewhere else? Of course you would. Of course, it's your you job. It's what you're supposed it's to your, do. It's, it's your duty. Yeah. It's Roger Goodell's responsibility. That's right. He's doing his job. Roger's doing his job. <clears throat> so look at it that way, America. Is cable TV is a store. The store doesn't sell as much stuff anymore. So Roger Goodell is finding other ways to sell them. He's selling it online, and in this world, that's called streaming. Mm. Speaking of doing your job, I just got. I'm going to take a different angle on this one. Okay, I'm staying on topic, but you know what I did Saturday night? Well, I'm a lifelong Dolphins fan. Wait, you guys no, 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 no. Oh, is it something else? Were you on your bed with lotion? No, I go, go ahead, Tom. You were talking. Go ahead. No, no. You said, what, no, no, did, I Tom, do, what did I do Saturday night? And I'm like, maybe I don't want to know. <laughs> go ahead. Tom, go ahead. Tom? <laughs> Guys, this is why you have to manek with me, because yeah. Tom doesn't know what the hell he's talking <laughs> about. <laughs> so, 
Tom, I'm going to say One something now. Do you want to? coffee for Tom. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Adam. Make your point, Tom. Don't interrupt. Let him make no, no. his point. Go ahead, Adam. You know what I did Saturday night? <clears throat> Lifelong Dolphins fan. And this is, you know, you guys just moved to South Florida recently. You're coming into terms of, all right, the Dolphins here are go. here. I get it. Hootie and the Blowfish sang a song years ago, you know. I only want to be with you. Is that only want to be with you. But one of the key lines in, 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 their, in their musical repertoire is sometimes the Dolphins make me cry. Yep. We Dolphins fans, Miami Dolphins fans, know no better than get our hopes up and buy the subscription to watch the Dolphins lose. So what did I do instead? I watched my guy, my brother, Vinny Oshana We're Brian and Brian Callen perform at, at the Turnberry Country Club. How, old, how, old, how many old average, Jewish people? <laughs> but be honest, oh, Vinny, you did so good. Pat, it was so proud of you. Five and over. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, but it was Bruh. amazing. Vinny crushed it. Brian Callen, what a stud. Amazing. We had dinner, everything. Um, I did not waste my time on the pitiful dolphins who, who play with your emotions. So I did not do this. I watched my brother do it, Thank put you. in the work. Thank you, sir. But regarding Charles Barkley, we've talked about this many times. Cable is dying. It's the boomers. It's the people on news. It's people that watch sports. And Charles Barkley, as much as, as, much as he was not growing up, you know, his famous line was, I am not, not a role, role model. model. Yeah. I am not a role. Charles Barkley, he's part of the establishment now. I know. He's part of the establishment. Well, Pat, think about it, too. He doesn't want, I love Barkley. He, don't want, he doesn't want to lose his job. Like, he thinks his job is at, at stake. Because if everybody goes streaming, nobody's going to want to sit there and watch cable. Well, you nailed it. Cable's been dying. Does he not see the numbers? Yeah, but by the way, the Phoenix Suns said, you know, moving forward, if you want to watch the game, you have to order our OTT. That's yeah. the, that's the direction it. NBA, NFL, everything's going. And they're doing the right thing. Good. I think they're doing the right <laughs> thing. And these streaming services who can pay the money yeah. and get them off, uh, you know, off cable. Because cable's relying on what? Whatever cable money subscription they get per month. And then they rely on sponsorship, Sponsor right? Pfizer and all these These people. streaming services have 50 million people that are paying them 10 bucks a month. That's a half a billion a month. They're like, yeah, we'll pay you 110 million. 23 million people went and watched it. That's bananas. Tom, that's insane for 23 million people to that's watch. It's a great it. audience. Well done by the commissioner that got his players paid. Smart. I, th- I thought it's a fantastic story. And by the way, that leads to NFL ESPN advanced talks or potential agreement that could give equity stake, which this one to me is a little bit uh, concerning. And I'll give you my perspective why I think it is. NFL and ESPN are reportedly in talks to deepen their relationship. Two sides in advanced talks that could see NFL take an equity stake in ESPN. The NFL, the league could take an equity stake in ESPN owned by Disney, according to the New York Post. ESPN would take over NFL media as part of the possible agreement, according to the report. The Post reported that talks have advanced enough that the Players Association and NFL owners have uh, been notified of the conversations. Both would need to be involved in the equity agreement as a two-sides share revenue. The news comes as ESPN targets 2025 for when it'll go direct-to-consumer, which will allow individuals to access the ESPN platform without a cable mm-hmm. subscription. I have a problem with this. Here's my problem with this here, and I'll get your perspective on this, Tom, is and others. But my problem with this is the following. This is kind of like how China controls the media. This is when, you know, a, a, the U.S. government owning – what's the media service that the U.S. government owns? Is that NPR? Is that what yeah, NPR, NPR is? Okay. National I don't listen media. to NPR, and quite frankly, I don't trust NPR, okay, because the commentary is always going to defend who? Whoever's funding you, okay? Mm-hmm. So you want me to listen to ESPN after NFL owns it? What is, the, what is ESPN going to say to them? Can you imagine they criticize concussions? <laughs> and then NFL comes out and said, you guys got to fire Larry. You can't talk like that. Bad things about NFL. I, I, I just, 
complimented NFL on Roger Godel on one side, which is mm-hmm. someone maybe listening to the same pad. Are you, you know, what's this bipolar answer you're given? One moment, Roger Godel's great. Another moment is this. No, I, I, I lack accountability. There's got to be a part of it where you're holding yourself accountable to the reporting uh, aspect of sports specifically. Yep. And that part of it is challenging, especially to buy ESPN. Now, if it's legal, it's business, they're doing the dealing, it is what it is. But to me, there's a part of it that makes me feel comfort- uncomfortable knowing the government is owning NPR. So ESPN overnight becomes NPR to the NFL. And what you're talking about is essentially a monopoly, right? Because if you look at uh, who the N- – doesn't the NFL own the NFL network? Think about who's watching football. You're watching it on NFL network. You're watching it on ESPN. It's – yeah. you know, we just saw what happened with Pat McAfee. Let me try to basically loosen this up. Do you think Pat McAfee didn't want to have Aaron Rodgers on the show? And I think he ended up having him on or not having him on, yeah. but – when the forces at the top tell you how you need to operate, how many times can journalists who maybe want to criticize NFL, whether it's CTE, whether it's concussions, whether it's uh, monetary compensation, whatever it is, I think what you're saying is that it needs to be an equal opportunity of voices to criticize but also praise whatever is going on. I think if the government allows it, NFL should do it. I just don't think it's good. I don't think it's, it's a – if there's no law against it, the right move for the NFL is to own ESPN. Are you kidding me? Good for you, because what are you going to do? Every time, the first thing you start off with is NFL. All the programming, NFL, all the main documentaries, NFL, the 3430, the most 3430s mm-hmm. you'll do is NFL stories. Everything will favor, uh, you know, the NFL. And, and you know, so, b- by the way, check this out. So, think about what are the four sports in, uh, that we have in America. So, you got NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, right? Mm-hmm. MLS is kind of coming up, and you got a couple other sports that you have to report on. Now, they're reporting boxing, UFC, a few other things. So, does NBA have any say on ESPN being bought or equity staked by the NFL? No. Nope. Do they? Maybe. I don't know. Does the NHL have any say on this? Does UFC have any say on this? Does a- 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 MLB have any say on this? No. So, if... <laughs> NFL is the only one that has equity stake. You're a board member. You have influence. More of the content's going to be naturally NFL. Of course. Okay. So, Tom, what are your thoughts on this year? <clears throat> well, there's two paths here, and I should probably break this down because this is like a two-hour case study, but I'm not going to do that two hours here. Thank God. Um, the first path is Disney. Disney is doing things with ESPN right now that it would not normally do if it wasn't sitting here with a check that it has to write here in 2024 to Comcast for the remainder of Hulu. That is billions and billions of dollars. That was the option agreement for Disney to own all of Hulu. They own Comcast. They tried to renegotiate it down. Comcast so far says, no, I'm going to go with the contract that says you owe me this billions of dollars. When are you going to be wiring that? So Disney's got that. Also, Disney interest rates are up and they have a big pile of debt that they that they took out to buy the Fox stuff. So Disney is in a problem financially, a big financial problem. They need stacks of money. So they're doing things right now with ESPN that they wouldn't normally do because it's a, still an asset. Also, the second path is cable. We just talked about it. So when cable was 100 million, ESPN had 100 million households. ESPN and CNN are always in every single solitary cable pack and about 11 other channels. So if cable's down, 
ESPN revenue is down on that. Well, that doesn't help. And then the third one is the NFL. The NFL has watched Major League Baseball is not the number one sport in America, but they are Lord God King of digital services and organizations. Major League Baseball advanced media powered MLS so that they could have an online service and they didn't have to build it. So there didn't have to build it. That's what's coming to NFL. NFL had a network. Hey, we'll do the NFL network and we'll do the uh, Red Zone channel. Remember, there's like four little channels that the NFL had. Where? On cable and satellite. Oh, back to the problem that 100 million cable satellite went down. So now the NFL is, what do I do? The NFL is looking at it that I believe this is a short path to over the top and online. And by the way, in the ESPN contracts, which is the last line of the story here, in 2025, ESPN can go more broadly direct to consumer because they put that in their cable contracts because they saw cable coming down. So next year, 2025, they can do more with it. Now, the NFL is saying, listen, I need more. I need to sell more. I need to get more dollars for my people. And you, ESPN, you have the right to go direct to consumer next year. Hey, how about I get an equity stake in you and you help me take a couple steps toward exactly what MLB has done for the last 10 years? Yeah. I mean, look, again, if I'm NFL, I'm doing this. If you're already seeing contracts expiring in 2025, what's special about 2025? A year after election, 2024, yep. right? So 2024, and by the way, did you see the Iowa caucus yesterday? Who came first? Trump. Who came second? DeSantis. DeSantis. Who came third? Nick Haley. Who's the only person that didn't do any podcast? Oh, Haley. Didn't? Haley didn't, Haley do, any didn't podcast. do one podcast. She just doesn't go talk. And by the way, check this out. Vivek, yep. who nobody knew as of two years ago, yep. who nobody even you know thought about like who Vivek was. You didn't sit there and think, who is this guy? This guy's going to run for president? He went from zero to two million followers on Twitter with billions of online view, and he was constantly meeting with others. A star is born for the Republican Party, by the way, just so everybody knows. The future looks You can sit there and say whatever you want. The left would love a star like, uh, like uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. By the way, on, on the left, the star is who? Say, say, AOC? Say, do you think? I, I think AOC is a star for uh, the socialist Gavin left. Newsom. I think it's far left. But I think Gavin Newsom is a yeah. star. star for the left. Of 100%. Right? But even a Gavin Newsom, in my opinion, is not the level of a star as a Vivek no. is for the right. Not at all. There's two different people. So, I agree. So, Rob, let's talk about something here. Last week, out of nowhere, on Friday, President Trump put something on Truth Social. If you can put this up, and then we can go through a couple of the tweets, and I'll you know speculate on why I think that happened. But if you want to put up what... The president said about uh, uh, about Vivek last week on Truth. I think that's what it is. Vivek started his campaign as a great supporter, the best president in generations, etc. Unfortunately, now all he does is disguise his support in the form of a deceitful campaign tricks. Very sly, but a vote for Vivek is a vote for the other side. Wow. Don't get duped by this. Vote for Trump. Don't waste your vote. Vivek is not MAGA. The Biden indictment indictment against his political opponent will never be allowed in this country. They are already beginning to fall. MAGA. So now, what prompted this? So I went out, and I saw Vivek's tweets. And I noticed Vivek tweeted. By the way, this, this came 50, 45 minutes or 50 minutes after a tweet by uh, uh, Dave Smith that Vivek retweeted. Did you see the tweet by Dave Smith? So go to no. Dave Smith's tweet. Our friend Dave Smith? Dave Smith is a stud of a guy. So Dave Smith posts something, but he's not a Trumper. No. He's not MAGA. So Dave Definitely Smith not. posts something uh, on Twitter 
I, I hope he doesn't tweet 75 times a day where we can't find it because some guys <laughs> no, tweet Dave's so a busy many guy, times. Man. No, no, how many tweets do you see a day? Do you see it? Uh, uh, oh, so you'll find it. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Whatever last week was, uh, Friday. What is Friday? Can you give the well, date? I think it was the keep going, go a little bit back, go one more back, go one more back, go one more back. So Dave Swift said something yes last week. Uh, go one more, go one more. Let's see if it comes up. Oh, man, you got to find a tweet. Keep going. There's the 11th. Uh, is that the, 11th. the one? Now, now you're back. So, so anyways, he, he posts a tweet, and in the tweet, he says something about, you know, uh, uh, here's what I believe in. I believe uh, Nikki Haley is the worst candidate Choice, we've yeah. had in many years, you know, and he's just going and calling out everybody, right? And he thinks, you know, uh, v- uh, Vivek is the best one out there to get, et cetera, et cetera. But then he also says, and I will never vote for Trump because Trump's drama or something like that, right? So Vivek retweets that. Oh, man. So when you retweet that, if you can find it, Rob, Vivek retweets that. And to me, that's, that's the, a retweet 45 minutes before Trump tweets what he tweeted on Truth Social. And I believe that's what started. And I may be wrong. I'm purely speculating on what I'm hearing. But to me, let me just read the tweet. And Vivek tweets so much, you got to go it's back. Crazy. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, on, I'm going like this. It's still 24 hours. Wow. So let me see what I So what is the He's date busy. again for that? Give me the That's date again for it. Friday. Uh, while I'm finding this, can you guys give some commentary here? While yeah, I'm well, let's it? let's the breaking news is that obviously Trump won Iowa yeah. and Vivek has officially dropped out of the race. Yeah. And wisely so. OK, so everything. Listen, this was inevitable. Because Vivek, as much as we think he's a stud, he's been on the program multiple times. We've had a relationship with the guy. He's amazing. At some point, you're going for the king. And if you shoot for the king, you better not miss. And he's been trying to waffle and align himself with the MAGA movement and America first. But, the, but Iowa was the first time that someone had to cast a ballot. Mm-hmm. And if Trump, over the weekend, was like, all right. I see what you've been doing. You've been aligning yourself with my team this entire time. Respect. Thank you for this. But at the end of the day, he's running against Donald Trump. He's running against Vivek. And he basically put the nail in the coffin for Vivek. So we all know that most people that like Trump, MAGA, there's some alignment with Vivek. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he's trying to take Donald Trump's job. Yes? At the end of the day, you're so 100% right. It took one simple tweet, whatever the... I uh, found it. Here okay. you go, Rob. If you Whatever want to play happened, it. Yeah. But Vivek is now out. Yeah. Is this the uh, – this is the one. Yeah. So if I was a Republican caucusing in Iowa, I would 100% support Vivek, and it's not even close. DeSantis is a war hawk and a coward. War hawk coward. I will never forgive Trump for his appointments and his COVID policy. Nikki Haley is the worst human in America. Oh, There's wow. really no debate. I disagree with Vivek on Mexico and China, but he's head, his head his, – He's his head and head. shoulders – his head and shoulders, uh, the, the best, best Republican. Plus, he does my show. LOL, right? <laughs> and so Vivek retweets this. The most important sentence here is what? I will never su- forgive, forgive Trump, Trump for his appointments and wow. his COVID policy. And you retweeting it is a form yeah. of an endorsement. And to Trump, who reads everything to see where you are, mm-hmm. this would upset the hell out of somebody like who's wired like Trump. So then Vivek comes out and he gives love to Trump and says, I'm probably going to be campaigning. I called president. I told him I endorse you, and I'll be in New Hampshire with you, so you know what role he's playing next. And the president had good things to say about him. 
and uh, Kerry Lake. They had good things to say about those two. About Kerry Lake, about dude. And listen, say what you want. I watched the entire uh, the post win caucus, bro. You cannot compare him to Joe, Joe Biden. And I'm not. I'm saying this with all sincerity. He doesn't like. It's sad to watch. I hope everybody realizes that they got duped into voting for this guy because he was the lesser of two evils. He came up there. He was professional. He was cordial. He said, "Yo, he said nice things about." Ron, he said nice things about Haley, uh, Nikki Haley. He, he congrats, you know, he said. Can you play this clip about what he said about Vivek and then play Vivek's clip as well? Yep. Go ahead, Rob. I also want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%. And that's an amazing job. They're very smart smart people, very capable people. You can pause it and go to the next one, Rob, and see Vivek's video if you have it. And the star is born with Vivek. There's no question 1, about 1,000%. Yeah. And guess what, though? He has to realize that right now, and I'm pretty sure he's going to take it because, you know, he has his own money. He has, he has a strong backbone. That swamp, that left, that establishment, they're going to start as of right now. They're going to be on top of his, his ass. Go to play. Because they don't like him. He speaks the truth. Go back a little Just bit. Candidates Ron. in. Go back. Yeah, sometime it does that. As I've said since the beginning, there are two America first candidates in this race. And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I congratulated him on his victory. And now going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency. And I think we're going to do the right thing for this country. Some people were unhappy, by the way, when he did that. Yeah. FY, his wife is also very well spoken. She's a surgeon, by the way. She's like, oh, oh, yeah, Yeah. she's very smart and very well spoken. Where does she where does she do you know where she's at? Is she anti-MAGA or is she? No. What do you mean? It's his wife. No, I'm saying Vivek's Vivek's wife. wife. Yeah, what I'm saying is is Vivek's wife. Is she pro-Trump? Does she She does what Vivek tells her to do. Vivek's the leader of the household. Go ahead, Adam. So just a couple talking points. It's official, guys. The Trump train has left the station. This was the first of what we're going to be seeing over the next few weeks, few months, the Republican primaries. Um, Trump's running away with this thing. Next up is New Hampshire. Nikki has a slight chance there. But with the VEC dropping out and endorsing and stumping for Trump, it's over. Ron's got no path to the presidency. It's over. His only shot was in Iowa. He's not winning New Hampshire, and he's certainly not winning what's third South Carolina. And by the way, Trump Nikki's didn't eight. win Iowa. I think Ted Cruz won Iowa in 2016. Thank you. I was just going there. Thank you, PBD. This became the highest ever winning percentage for a Republican primary candidate wow. ever. Donald Trump, in 2016, to put it in perspective, so what they say in Iowa is that if you win the evangelical vote, you win Iowa. Two-thirds of Iowa caucus voters are evangelical. So in uh, twenty uh, in year two thousand, George W. Bush won it with forty three percent of the vote. Trump just crushed that with fifty one percent of the vote. Okay, in Iowa, Trump's dominating. So uh, to look at what's going on in Iowa right now, understand a couple different things. The DNC, you talk about Biden, the Republican. We all know that Biden is a weak candidate. Who is not weak? Is the DNC? They are shrewd. They are slick. They know how to play the game. Yeah, they know they're how to cheat. In 2016. Yeah. It is very naive of you to just think they're cheaters. It's not so, na- no, not, not you. They'll stop at anything. I'm saying, I'm saying to anyone yeah. out there, if you just think they're cheating, you're being naive. They have grassroots campaigns. They're organized. They get out the vote. Do weird things happen in elections, especially with mail-in bo- ballots of during course. COVID? 
But look at every election since 2000. It's been a nail biter. It's the it's as we used with our friend the other day. It's uh, ignorant and naive to just think they're cheaters. Their DNC don't play. The fact that Joe Biden is even re- remotely in the mix just shows how strong the DNC is. But that's not the point. They're trying to paint Donald Trump as, as MAGA extremists and the MAGA base as extremists. The DNC chair, Jamie Harrison, okay, he said that this is the most far-right extreme MAGA party ever. I would argue that it's exactly the opposite. They're extremists with support for Donald Trump. If you look at the exit polling, Iowa supporters about their candidate. How extreme are you about your candidate? How enthusiastic are you about your candidate? 50% Donald Trump. Extreme. DeSantis, 23%. Nikki, only 9%. Nobody's bought into Nikki. And 82% of Trump voters said they have made up their their mind. They're not going anywhere. So they have extreme loyalty to Trump. I don't mob you guys, Patrick, but nothing made me nothing makes me happier, especially last night, because of everything that's happening, is watching uh CNN and MSNBC and all those loser shills from Rachel Maddow to Joy Reid to Jen Psaki, the ginger swindler, just losing <laughs> their minds. I'm not I'm, You want to play the Joe Reid? Please clip? do because by the way, I don't watch I don't watch porn. That is Better than any point I've ever seen, and it's it started. And this is this the one where Joy Reid uh, says that uh, what's it called? Nikki Haley lost because of guess what? You're never gonna guess. Let's play this. Racism. Let's play see this. it. New Hampshire. And I think to the point that you made, Steph. I mean, it, it's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady. Oh Jesus! Christ. That's got to try to win in a party oh, that is deeply gosh. anti-immigrant Shut and which wearing accepts a parted blonde the notion wig. that you what can are you say immigrants about? are poisoning the blood of our country. She's getting, you know, birthered by Donald Trump. Um, and I don't care how much the donor class likes her, which will ramp up a lot. The better she does in New yes. Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still yeah. a challenge. I don't see <laughs> how she becomes yes. the nominee yeah. of that party yeah. with Donald Trump still around. I can't picture it happening. Maybe it could happen. Ron DeSantis's only argument for staying in it is he's the white guy that he can, can still make the appeal. I have, so, pause it right there. I have a question a for her. Argument. If she hates Trump so much, why did she go get Trump's hair? <laughs> I'm just curious, man. Like, can you, you have a million different yeah. options on a different <laughs> hair to have, and you get Trump. Look at Trump's picture below. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you got Trump's hair. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh. there's no one a bigger closet Dude, supporter of Trump than so you. Guys, you're amazing. Way. This is cultural appropriation at the highest level. Yeah. Exactly. Oh this is what they're talking about. Oh, that's so That jacket. Looks like a white professor I had in college 40 years yeah. ago. But no, but notice how it has, listen to me, they're already starting. She's a spy. It's race, it's MAGA. By the way, you, when, when people say it's a MAGA extremist, you know what the word MAGA, the, the abbreviation is? Make America great again. When did that become such a racist? Yeah. Wait, you want to make America great again, you Nazi, you piece of shit? By the way, all these people better bow down and kiss Trump's feet because now, now they're relevant again. Now, for the next four years, if he wins, they're going to have something to talk about because now nobody watches you. Nobody cares. Now all those green-haired, crazy, screaming, oh, the world's over. Now they have something to watch because guess what? We're back to a racist country well, and we're back to the end you, of the Benny. world. I want to say that. Yeah. We're back. One of the weakest words in the English language in America today is racist. I love it. Yeah. I remember when that used to actually mean something. I remember when I heard they were racist, I was like, oh, shit. The racists are here. 
The KKK's here. The neo-Nazis are here. They're here. The racists are here. It's the most watered-down, weak word in America today. It means nothing. People shout it. It's the it's the boy who cried wolfed. It's the boy who cried racist. At this point, and a lot of us fell for it in 2016. Donald Trump, he's racist. He's yeah, racist. Yeah. Well, Nobody's falling in for it, especially while you stole Trump's win. Adam, don't say, Adam, yep. I love you to death. Do not say nobody's going to fall for it. I am still curious to see because you're, they're, they're starting it already. All they're going to do is go back to their old playbook. Because, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping. And if you're listening out there and you are, you know, some people are, you are far left. Some people are far right. If you're on that left, don't buy into the bullshit, okay? He's not racist. This isn't a racist country. Yes, there's some racist people down in Arkansas. You're going hey, to hey, 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 Listen, hey. yeah, you're going to find them. But the majority of us, we're trying to get better and, and yeah. go past all that bullshit. Stop taking us backwards and wake the hell up. Can we, you can know, we talk about, if, Tom, if you, did you want to add something? Yeah, very simply. If you want to know what Trump derangement syndrome looks like, that's what it looks like. That's exactly yeah. that is it. That is what a deranged argument looks like. And mm-hmm. that is where the phrase Trump derangement s- syndrome came from. She has Maddow, too. It's, when Maddow Ra- it's her and Rachel Maddow that don't know what to say. So they say things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know what? Let me tell you, though, Tom, honestly, I, as much as I want to say, of course, they still have a, a very loyal audience that's going to agree with anything they say. I don't think they have the kind of credibility that they once had. I think mm-hmm. it's hurting them. By the way, Nikki Haley. Here's what Nikki Haley does in her acceptance speech. Rob, do you have a clip of Nikki Haley when she gives a talk and she says, what we learned here, <laughs> that it's, it came down to two candidates is what it came down. I'm like, what, what two candidates? You were third place. <laughs> I listened yeah. to her speech and I'm thinking to myself, like, is the audience is screaming as if she won. Rob, you got a clip that I just texted to you. If you can play that one that I sent you. By the way, here's some of the things that she said. I just want to tell you what she said in her speech. Vinny, did you listen to her speech or no? Did I, I didn't. I didn't watch the ending of her. I, I heard you talk about it. All right. So but, let me uh, tell you. Let me I tell you what wait. she said. Let me tell you what she said. So I was not expecting her to say this, but she said this. So some of the words. Okay. She trashed Trump. She said Trump and Biden are both 80 years old. They put our kids in debt. They don't have a vision for our future. They don't have a vision for our future. America deserves better. Our campaign is the last hope of stopping the Trump-Biden nightmare. And she goes on and on and on. Go ahead and play this clip here. Watch this. this if you, it? I'm telling you, if you listen to this without knowing the numbers, you would have thought she won. Go ahead. New Hampshire, in South Carolina, and beyond. Can safely say, listen to this. Tonight, Iowa made this Republican primary a two-person race. Your third place. Yeah. What when the hell are you talking about? This is what's called a spin job, guys, in yeah. politics. Oh my God! Think about it. Seventy million dollars. But, but, but here's what I'm saying: the donors can't be this dumb. <laughs> donors who have money. You made your money because you're smart. You busted your ass. You can't be that blind to see this and say. What are we doing giving this person money? Yeah. You know how bad the score was? The score isn't you lost by a field goal can I, or a touchdown. Can I ask you a question? You lost by five touchdowns. <laughs> a couple things. <clears throat> a couple things. I reacted the same way to this. So I went to things that sometimes are inconvenient to look at, the damn numbers. And what was interesting <laughs> is all the polls leading up to this had her three points ahead of DeSantis. Every poll I looked at. Everything that was lined up. The only one, 
And these are all polls that were through the 13th, the 14th, the 12th, and the 11th. So these are polls happening PBD up to the minute. So instead, wait a minute. She wasn't second place in Iowa. That's what all the polls said she would be. She ended up almost three points behind DeSantis. But this is what she was saying. She is talking to DeSantis when she says that. When she says it's now a two-person race. You want to know why? Because she has 2X, actually 3X the polling in New Hampshire over DeSantis. Can I ask you a question? Hang on, hang on. And South Carolina, we'll get to this in a minute. What she was saying is that DeSantis is gone. That's what she was trying to say there. Iowa made this a two-horse race. In other words, DeSantis didn't get close enough that his donors and campaign can keep going. That's what she's trying to say there. He's gone, and now it's a two-horse race, me and the guy that trounced everybody. If you're, if you're a donor— Did you just forget Trump, Trump's name for a second? Oh, yeah, DJT? Trump, exactly. DJT? So <laughs> now check this out. Let's go to this. I got something to say to you, Nikki Haley. And Rob, be ready with the uh, the graphic. That's one, Here, we go, one dead tree. Here we go. Here we one go, dead guys. tree in Here his hand. Go. Buckle one up. Dead tree. Vinny, buckle up. Haley has got 4X on DeSantis Tom, in South Carolina. is that Carolina. the chart you want him to show? Yep. So okay. Haley's got 4X DeSantis in South Carolina. But Trump has almost 3X Haley. And that's her home state. Let me tell you a story about home state. This is the 2000 election. Gore is from Tennessee. If he wins his home state, the Supreme Court doesn't have to weigh in on Florida. Look at this. If he had won his home state, he wins the presidency. So you're saying Nikki Haley is Al Gore. Nikki Haley's Al Gore. She's sitting here with this inconvenient truth. You're talking about a two-horse race, and you're not even leading your home state. So it's better off to drop out now instead of being embarrassed when New Hampshire comes around your own home state. I want to know what her donors and the strategists in the RNC are saying. Hey, Nick, you, you know, you, you don't even have a bounce coming. And Just let me get South Carolina. I'm going to win. You don't have a bounce coming. Trump has got you 2.5 to 1 in South Carolina. What do, what do you okay, think? Okay, so I got a question for you. I got a question for you. I got, a I got one for Tom. <clears throat> so she I was, a, she was I had one. Five minutes ago. Let, let me let me let me let me ask. And by the way, for those of you guys that are voting with Manect, uh, uh, Vinny got 15 votes already. If you haven't downloaded Manect to ask these guys a question, Come on, baby, you let's can go. QR code Vinny, Tom, or Adam. Ask them any questions. They'll respond back to you in text. Guys, let's go. Or yeah. video. Guys, or have go, a 15 just look at the leader, minute guys. Call guys are just newcomers. They're okay. rich. Right. Go newcomers. Download the app. Ask a question from any of these guys. Let me go back to Tom. Sorry. Here's my question for you. Here's my question for you, Tom. So, what are the chances? What are the chances? Because the Nikki Haley donors are money people. These are not poor people. These are not, you know, small influencers. These are Wall Street people, right? What are the chances that this happens? What are the chances that these guys call Trump, have a meeting with Trump, or send a handler to have a meeting with one of Trump's handlers and say, look, we will publicly say that it's most likely you're going to win if you take Nikki Haley as a VP. Okay, do you think the money guys from Wall Street, the Jamie Diamonds, do you think these guys who are sitting there big, you know, Bill Ackman just left his party, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. He gave he gave a million dollars to uh, one of the candidates that Andrew Yang's been telling me about. Dean Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips. Yeah. So what are the chances Wall Street calls Trump and says, we will 100 percent back you up if you pick uh, Haley as your VP? Uh, I, is, is there a chance they're doing that? Is there a chance they're going to bring the money? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think there's a chance to do that. At the, right now is the time for the backroom dealings. This is where everybody comes together and says, hey, who's you going to support? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And you, you, this is where 15 people on stage become two or three. Because remember, South Carolina is where Biden was anointed and they played the games there. So these first three primaries is where all the backroom dealings happen. Do I think that backroom dealing could happen? Yeah, sure it can. But then you've got him. She's not even leading her home state. I got her two to one. What, do you, what deal are we talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, can you see Trump coming back saying, I don't need you, you? No, no, but he's saying you don't need Nikki Haley. But Trump is all about polls and all about uh, endorsements. So what if tr- Trump understands the power of endorsements and nobody knows how to use endorsements better than Trump? Nobody does. Period. Trump knows how to j- – just in his talk yesterday – he says, look at this man. Look at this fine gentleman here. Doug I see him everywhere with his suit and the bricks. Matter of fact, come on up here. Yeah, come on up he's here. He's the Marlboro man. Yeah, come on up here. And look at guy? this man. Maybe the best looking man I've ever he's seen in my life. I call him the Marlboro man. He's the first man. <laughs> so I, I, come on, Doug. Where's Doug at? Doug Bergman and his beautiful Doug wife. Doug at his event. My guy? Yeah. Doug was there getting <laughs> a shout out. Doug, Doug, Doug. Doug was at his Doug, event. So, Doug, but but think about it. If, if imagine Jamie Dimon from Chase comes out and says, you know, there's a 70% chance Trump is winning this thing, and we have to just accept it. And he says, I actually don't think it's going to be as bad as people think it is. Do you think Trump's going to use that and say, look, when J.P. Morgan, uh, you know, some people trust him, some people don't, with J.P. JP Diamond, Jamie Diamond, but even Jamie Diamond's endorsing endorse me right now. He would use that. He doesn't care about Nikki Haley. He cares about who, who her donors are. Do you think that's a strategic more or zero chance he's not going to entertain it? Last week he said he knows who's going to his VP is going to be, and I don't think anybody is handicapping it at Nikki Haley. I don't think so. People are talking. The, the biggest things that I see on threads, and I, I stay away from the conspiracy. Do you use Facebook people. threads? No, I do not. <laughs> I do. Not. This is not an endorsement. It's Facebook threads. Um, uh, I look at it, and I'm seeing a lot of people at certain levels out there that are on that are saying there's been a lot of talk about Tulsi Gabbard and mm-hmm. and Lake. I'm not sure about either either one, but he has been saying really good things about Lake. This be weekend, fine, I have to be a really wonderful person. You're going to be a fine senator. Multiple, senator. multiple conversations with people who are names in politics and – if I told you Tulsi's name came up three times, that's a small number. Okay, wow. uh, be, and these are people that are in, in. Gavaina. Gavaina. Gavaina, Gavaina in Assyrian means, means like in, in. Gavaina. You have to use So <clears throat> if Tom, you, you knew that already. Tom speaks. Tulsi. No, I said that I haven't spoken to the depth of people that Pat was be. speaking to. What Tulsi and and Pat Trump? has talked for deeper people, it. but I'm not. I'm looking at campaign strategists and people I, along those lines. You know the guy that I talked to. And yes, that's a very Adam, good. That's you know, you know why I think it's a very good move. You know why I think Tulsi's great. Why? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the DEI people are going to be like female. This, 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 that. Forget about female. Okay, you know, she would be great if she was a man. Tulsi's great. Period. Okay. Strong. I'm not. Veteran. I'm not. Uh, you know, you're great for a. You're a great basketball player for a female. No, you're Tulsi's a great. She's period. She is military. She has the independent vote. She has access to the independent podcasters. Attractive, that she which doesn't would hurt. Go on, and she would go on those podcasts and sell Trump and all that stuff. And I think eventually that could lead into a different kind of a career for her long term. 
But um, I think I think a lot of people want Tulsi as a VP. And can I just one, one last, yeah. Adam, just really fast, I want to know what you guys, because I've, I've been trying to ask it for a while. You're a donor. You're donating to the Nikki Haley campaign. You know pretty early there's no chance, especially when it comes to Trump. Right, Tom? So what? what's the incentive for somebody to keep giving? I'm, I'm just curious. That I mean, is it for the future? Is it wh- Why do you keep dumping all this money when you know she's not going to win unless you thought that they were going to get Trump and get him out with all these indictments? I can answer that really short. Yeah. The, the horseshoe and the uniparty are at play here. Yep. And there are many people up there that really thought that these lawsuits and everything and getting him off the ballot was going to do it. Now you've got a Supreme Court that he largely picked that's going to hear arguments on February 8th and make a decision around February 21st about Colorado and getting him back on the ballot. And if that happens, Maine, he's back on the ballot, it's over. And there are many people that think that's going to happen. But at the time they started, Vinny, you're right. The logic was, you know, the the horseshoe. Yes. Adam talks about yes. the horseshoe very eloquently, yeah. about how the parties kind of bend back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, that elite top of parties on deep programs and deep funding, they kind of bend back toward each other. And so I think at the beginning they thought, hey, we just got to get through this season and he's going to be off the ballot. There were high-end Republicans that felt that way that were behind her. And now they're coming back. And I think Pat's right. I think there are strategic discussions that are being had behind closed doors because this is when they always happen. It's not a surprise. This is the season of deals. Tom, if New Hampshire to South Carolina, that is the season of deals. Tom, if there was a nail, you know what you did? You took a hand yeah, and oh, you hit it right on the head. 100%. That's what he just did. So Pat brought up the conversation of whether Nikki Haley would be v- VP. I don't think so. I think she's got as much as a chance of being VP as Chris Christie has to be the attorney general. <laughs> so if you look at Nikki Haley's so polling exit. You're saying there's a chance. I'm there is a there's chance. No, there's no chance. So, it, you know, this is according to um, Meet the Press, that if among Haley's supporters, um, if she, if Trump were the nominee, yep. who they would vote for, Haley supporters, 43% would vote for Biden, 23% would vote for Trump. Let me say that again. Haley supporters are the uniparty. More likely to vote for Biden than for Trump. I think when Trump gets wind of these polls of who's behind Haley, a lot of it is big donors, I'm out, you're fired. But you bring up Tulsi Gabbard, you have to understand one thing. Everyone's very focused on the 2024 election. I get it, I get it, I get it. If and when Trump wins, or even if Biden wins, who knows? This is their last term. They're done. Whoever the VP is, is automatically the favorite to win the presidency in 2028. Whether it's Tulsi, oh, God, that would be. Whether oh, it's Tulsi, and- whether it's Kerry Lake, whether it's Sarah Huckabee Dogface Sanders, whatever it is. Or Mike, uh, or, why are you going to dig at her, I bro? She's not, what does what, what her look like? you got to go with an attractive female. No, no you have to go What's with What's my a, girl that I like? Christy Noam. That's the girl. That's the girl. It won't be Christy Noam. It won't no, be That's the girl. I can tell you right I'm now. I'm just letting you know that's the girl. The, I'm just saying that this. will be the favorite. Whoever the VP is. For different reasons, Christy Noam won't be the candidate. Okay. I want to hear that. But whoever it is, guys, yeah. you acknowledge Trump's VP, if he wins, would automatically be the favorite in 2020. Well, and I think either VP. So he's going to want undying loyalty from whoever that VP is. Yep. If he yep. doesn't have it, well, you're Sarah, out. If you think about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and it's funny that you, you brought her up, uh, and not to change topics, but did you hear the story about what happened with her and Trump? 
I have. I oh yeah, have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you have yeah. to tell that story. <laughs> tell the story. Okay. All right. So for everybody out there, this is hilarious that you brought up. I didn't. I wasn't even gonna go there, but there's a summit. I'm gonna do it fast. A summit in Singapore, 2018. Uh, 2018. Trump is talking to Kim Jong Un. All right, and where he reluctantly accepted a tic tac from Trump, who dramatically blew it in the air to reassure Kim that it was a breath mint and not a capsule of poison. Think about it. Trump had to go. Wow. Look, I'm not dead. So. They talked about sports, women's soccer. Then Sanders says she looked up to notice Kim, Kim Jong-un is staring at her because she's hot. Uh, and um, he appeared to w- wink at me, and she appeared stunned, right? Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Second, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Kim Jong-un looked at her with his dope-ass hair kind of went and winked at her. So she goes, all I could think was, what just happened? Surely Kim Jong-un did not just mark me. Then later in the pre- presidential limousine, the beast, on the way to the airport, Sanders tells, you know, Trump, like Kim Jong-un. And Trump was like, he hit on you. He did. He effing hit on you. And then she goes, sir, please stop. But Christian. And then you know what Trump says to her? Well, Sarah, that settles it. You're going to North Korea yeah. and you're taking one for the team. Oh, yeah. Your husband and kids will miss you, but you'll be a hero to your country. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking one for the team, Sarah. There's witnesses that that corroborate the story. If you don't think that that's the dopest, that's that's why I love Trump. It's because there's shit like that. 100%. Oh, my God. What a loser Kim Jong-un is. He can have any girl he wants. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I'm going to double down on this to the day I die. You know what? The Duke just... Hook up with him once. It won't hurt. You like big fat pigs. Here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. What a G. You know what? I, I, I don't like memoirs that put those kind of things out. And I'll Come tell on. you why. I oh, love because, it. Have some fun no, because, for once you know, in your life. Because the media is going to take it and run with it saying you're he sexist and everything. You know, I cancel you know Tom at this point. It, you can ask Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Did you think it was kind of funny? Did you think she it was there? She said, I thought it was funny, but I thought it was a little inappropriate. But you were privately in a limo with, you know, with. Eight other people, a couple of Secret Service guys, the president, a few people. So it wasn't like one on one. And you get all upset about these things. But she, Tom, she's Bush, the one that put Bush, in the Tom, It's called locker room talk. The only reason locker that story up. is okay, the only way I'm okay with that story. Because she put it in her book. No, no, no. I'm only okay with that story one way. Only one way. Huh. If she called Trump and Trump gave the okay. I agree. If that's, she that's didn't right. make that call to Trump, I have a very big problem with very it. Very good point. I'm you just telling you, because if if you if you did that without my permission, then we don't have a relationship. Good. We're good, done. Good. You yep. can't I can't have you around in a private setting. You can always have a what do you call it? A, 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 a professional uh, uh, away from me. Uh, no, no. There's a in football. What do they call when you stiff, stiff arm? Stiff arm. You got a the stiff Heisman. arm. You can be away and we can see at each other. Hi, great. But in back behind closed doors with a door, and you want to do that? No. By the way, if he called Trump, if she called Trump, you think what? What do you think Trump would say? Go, go, go for, for it. One hundred percent. But but guess what? If she didn't, Trump will never trust her again. That's, that's a, my I didn't problem. Like that, but that's for a example, great, great let's point. let's just say you let's just say Adam's writing a book. Okay, you're writing a book. Tom's writing a book. Yep. I'm like, look, Pat, that one time when that happened, are you okay if I post it? I'm like, let me think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I say, you know what? Go ahead and do it. Great. When yeah. people come out and say, man, can't believe Adam said this about you. I said, he called me. Yeah. He asked. He called me. And I yeah. said, yes. Yeah. And you got to respect the guy that did that. I'm okay with that. That's the truth. That's what happened. You think, okay? she, you think, you, you think she did it? I don't know. I'm not no, because I think it might. Yeah. Vinny, look at it this way. Let's say you're writing a book. Yeah. And It'd be a pop-up, just letting you know. No, 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 Vinny no, can no, barely no, 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 read, no, seriously. Let's I read gooder than you. You have to. You can't you read to get good, no way. You have to get permission from your boss. Pat is right. Let's say you're writing a book, and you are, hypothetically, Obama's chef. And you're going to put some stuff oh, in a book. Jesus. Okay. Okay. 
So you're saying could, he didn't get a permission. So he so didn't he, get a permission. If to, you don't get permission, it could affect and you a great up, white you, shark wow. somehow could, showed could, up in a lake. It could wow. affect your swimming. That's pretty crazy. Okay. So uh, it, it, like, here's the next prediction before we wrap the segment up and go to the next, uh, next uh, uh, story. Who do you think is dropping out next and when? Ron Tom, DeSantis. who, when? Oh, when? Uh, great, great right. As soon as he fails in New Hampshire. When is, New Hampshire? when is New Hampshire? When is New Hampshire, Rob? Is it two months? A month? I thought it was February. No. I think it's coming. Come on, talk to me, Tom. No, it's in a couple weeks. I, I thought it was two yeah. weeks. When is New Hampshire? No, it's not September 10th. Yeah. New Hampshire. Anyway, so you're saying right after Rob New Hampshire. I, yeah, when, once he finishes in third place in New Hampshire, I think he's finished. You think I, look, I, let, let's get real here, guys. All we're doing is perpetuating what's inevitably going to happen. Nikki's out. Ron's out. Trump's the winner. Even Vivek said before he dropped out. January 23. It was two weeks. Yeah. Okay, exactly. Two weeks. It's a month. He said he predicted, let's see if, if Vivek knows what he's talking about in this regard, that he believes that DeSantis is going to drop out and become Nikki's VP. I don't see it. I don't believe it. But that's what he said. Do you recall that? I did. I do. I do. And by, by the way, it, it, that would be the kiss of death. Bless you. That would be the kiss of death to DeSantis's presidential run. If he dropped out to be Haley's VP. I think it the both, kiss of death. Yeah, both of he, them. What do you mean? I think both of them are going nowhere. And if they join together, it's a road to nowhere. Yeah, but, the difference, no is, but the, the difference is DeSantis has a shot at doing something in the future if he gets behind Trump. Haley does not. No, nope. Haley does not. No, because Haley, because the right knows and they realize what she is and they expose her yeah. for being the war hawk and being the girl that that got here's, rich. If Haley is driven by being a president, here's one thing Haley can do, and it would throw everybody a full blown curveball. You ready? If she agrees to be a VP to Newsom or Michelle Obama or something like that, oh and stays. As a Republican, this has happened before, where two tickets, uh, mm-hmm. this this was 80 years ago or something like that, where a Republican chose a Democrat as a VP or a Democrat chose a Republican as a VP, some, something like that, that that took place. That would be one way for her to flip. Mm-hmm. If if the Democratic Party really wants to have a shakeup, guess what? I think Haley is for sale. If Democratic <laughs> Party really wants to have a shakeup, if she got a couple million dollars from a Boeing contract, are you kidding me? What would a $30 million Netflix documentary do? Sold. A lot. Sold. So to me, there is that uh, part, I think. Again, I've never spoken to this person. I don't know who Nikki Haley is. I've never had a conversation. I would have loved to have a conversation with her on the podcast, but she doesn't do podcasts. You she tried, only does. Main, you tried? We invited, I think at one point, even Rob, you, they got back and they were going to do it. And last minute, they canceled something like that. That's exactly what happened. Last minute, they canceled. She was snapping so, fingers at Rob. Yeah, and he so, said, I so can't do it. When this. you do that, you're telling the world, you're, I'm too good for you guys mm-hmm. to come talk to you. And we're going to take your word for it, if that's what it is. But if she wants to be part of the pompous community, man, there's plenty of pompous people on the left that she can go join. It would be a perfect fit for her. Big time. So the question you had asked was, when do you think DeSantis is going to go out? Look, the election is next week. The primary election in New Hampshire is next week. Emerson had the most accurate polling in um, New Hampshire. They were were closer to what the actual vote came out as anybody else. And they have the most recent polling in New Hampshire. Trump, 45, Haley, 28, Christie, 12, DeSantis, 7, Ramaswamy, 6. So either DeSantis is either out this week 
or he does it. DeSantis is out this week, pre New Hampshire? Yeah, either he goes out this week or he goes out next Tuesday. Did you see his speech or no? Yeah, well, his speech was borderline psychotic. What did DeSantis (laughs) say? He attacks the media. He said the media is defending Donald Trump. They are the veritable Praetorian Guard. And most people don't even know what that was. Praetorian Guard. That's a gladiator. And, you know, I, I. and when I saw that thing from DeSantis, I said to myself, man, those are the last words of a desperate candidate. So next week, he may finish fourth next week. Um, what do you mean fourth? There's only three candidates in it. No, no, no. He's tied with with Vivek. But Vivek, Vivek, dropped Vivek dropped out. Is Vivek still on the paper ballot? Is no, he dropped out. No, That's what out. dropped out means. I, I think the fun, the funniest thing that happened with Ron DeSantis, though, some guy walked up to him while he was with his wife and gave him a participation well, I trophy, I don't know and Hampshire. it was hilarious. Did you see that, Adam? Adam. No, the, the guy that gave the participation, DeSantis, participation goes, You can put in your—I I don't know what the— uh, what the rules are on New Hampshire. Have Tom, some... we're on the same page here. DeSantis is done. He's finished. He's cooked. He's gone. Right. Whether right. it happens this week or next week, I'm after saying, New Hampshire. By the way, did you see what DeSantis' campaign manager said? Absentee voting. No, what? Play the clip I just sent you, Rob. It's 26 seconds. DeSantis' campaign manager lost it. What? When he was being interviewed on, I want to say, NBC or whoever this is. What channel Today? is this? Uh, Yesterday? Uh, yeah, NBC. Oh, wow. The, the, he was furious to say, why are you guys calling it? Why are you guys calling it so early? Why are you guys calling it? Why are you guys calling it? And, and partly they're right on why you're calling it, but they were calling it because the lead was so, yeah. you know, massive that it's like, listen, guy, what do you, every That's his guy? Yeah, can you play this clip? I uh, hope you enjoy. I, I, I think it was results from some sort of survey or something, not, not even true votes. Well, no, no, no. This was, this was projected based on data and science. And, data and science and not actual election results. And we'll have some Both of our experts explain, explain how that was decided and why it was called in the way it was later in the he, show. He's but right, by the way. I don't uh, disagree with that. Well, because you know, I don't like think. it if the left does it, the right. I don't care if anybody does it. You just just wait. The numbers are going to go a little bit higher. You know, you got a little bit more to go. And then you can say, and, and the way you can do it based on math, because the last Iowa, I think it was 180,000 people that casted a vote. This time it was, uh, can you pull, some numbers said 116, some said 130. It wasn't a big number. No. So you know why a lot of people didn't even show up? Mm. They're like, listen, this, this is for what? Why? Trump has got such a big lead. What am I voting for? There's no reason to show up. And even in our last presidential election, which was so contested, the most of the news media, you know, the big ones televised and the online ones, waited till the polls close. And they would say, we're waiting till the poll closes in Wyoming. However, Trump has a very significant lead over Biden. Mm-hmm. They would say that. But we're waiting to call it and put the number on the board until the polls close. They have usually have had that sort of, I'm going to use a word here, gentlemanly approach to the elections. Yeah. So I think that guy has a point why don't we wait till the polls close yeah well look to use some football terms when the KC Chiefs are up 24 to 7 against the Dolphins with four minutes remaining in the game they're like all right guys we're ready to call it and then there's people being like hold on there's still four minutes left you never know believe me the Dolphins aren't making a comeback DeSantis ain't making a comeback yeah, Trump but, but if you're election. watching that video, if you're watching that video, they had only done Trump at 25,000. No, I get that. So to me, all I'm saying is wait another hour. Like, what do you, do you wait another hour? So, For example, for us, like when we would do recognition, if you did it too early, guys would bitch and moan about it. I'm like, I don't even want to hear you bitching and moaning. So guess what? Let's wait till the results are done, and here's what. Yes, you lost. Okay, cool. Boom, let's move on. And then that was a kind of a, That's the only thing I'm saying that I support what the guy is saying. 
And, uh, you know, Tom kind of has an explanation. Look at the smile on Tom. So what are you laughing at, Tom? I'm laughing at what, what, what Adam just said. Yeah, because in the NFL, unlike Arizona elections, Dolphin players don't mysteriously and suddenly appear in the end zone. Yeah. So it's like, oh, seven more for the Dolphins. Where'd yeah. that guy come from? Yeah, weird. Yeah, definitely Sometimes weird. Sometimes the Dolphins make me Anyways, cry. what a rough week to be a Dallas Cowboys fan, right? Like the worst loss in the history. To, uh, Dakota, you know. Because their quarterback's and, name is Dakota, and actually, they suck. Dakota. By the way, so Dak Prescott's oh, name really? is Dakota. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith's Loser. loving it, though. He, he is He's, he's he is had a loving. great week with Jason Whitlock and now with Cowboys. But it's, but it's pretty bad on what happened there. So let's go to the next story here. FAA's diversity push includes focus on hiring people. Rob, if you want to get that video ready. Folks, brace for impact. FAA's diversity push includes focus on hiring people with, ready, severe intellectual and psychiatric disabilities. What? Yeah, do, do you, yeah, that's not a joke. Did you guys understand what I just? Let me look okay, at. Let me read this article to you to to see what FAA is doing, and what direction these guys are going. The Federal Aviation Administration has launched a diversity and inclusion hiring initiative targeting individuals with severe intellectual ability disabilities. Look, look at it right there on the screen. Okay, and. Psychiatric disorders and various physical and mental conditions as specified on the agency's website. (laughs) The FAA's approach is grounded in the belief that diversity is integral to achieving FAA's mission of ensuring safe and efficient uh, uh, travel across our nation and beyond. Controversy has arisen regarding the potential safety implications of prioritizing diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives in aviation industry. Figures like Elon Musk have expressed concerns asking, do you want to fly in an airplane where they prioritize DEI hiring over your safety? While actively promoting diversity in FAA maintains that individuals with severe mental and physical disabilities constitute an un they're pre- uh, underrepresented segment in the federal workforce. Here's a CEO of Na- uh, uh, United uh, uh, Airlines being interviewed, and the guy even pushes him, <laughs> which the interviewers is probably even more annoying than the CEO when you listen to I'll, I'll just go ahead and watch it for yourself. Go ahead, Rob. This is Scott play Kirby this from United. Go ahead, CEO. Rob. How is diversity and diversity targets working into the Aviate Academy? We have committed that 50% of the class of, of the classes will be women or people of color. Yeah, uh, today, right. only 19% of our pilots at United Airlines are women or people of color. Mm-hmm. And by the way, from all the data I've seen, that's the highest of any airline in the country. He's White males don't just dominate in the cockpits, also in the C-suite at United Airlines. Well, look, at United, I'm proud of the diversity that we actually have in our, oh, our C-suite. I think if you look around corporate America. Correct me if I'm saying, though, so I, this is just based off your website, the people you list as executives, but out of 11 people, three are women. I believe one is a person of color. Um, that's correct. Um, but, you know, in corporate America, I think, you know. That's a low bar. How do you yeah. that's a raise bar. your own low bar? Well, a lot of this is, you know, <laughs> focusing on it. We have uh, programs to, one of the things we do is for every job when I we do an interview, we require women and people like, of color to be involved in, in, in the interview process, bringing people in early in their careers um, as well. He's now trying uh, to, like, really those impress this. He can pause it right there. Vinny, okay, thoughts. Okay, guys. Was, it, was, was some of this sarcasm? No. What is happening Adam, when it comes to. This is as real as it is. This was, is not a No, no. Was the guy satire. grilling him? He's grilling him for not being DEI enough. He's de- okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's got not, go ahead, so let's, so He's like, you're only at 19%. I yeah. need you higher. Yeah. Like, We're doing better than yeah. anyone, buddy. Brother, this is the FAA. I want everybody to know, just, just last week, 
a freaking door flew off of an airplane yep. because some guy didn't do their jobs right. So listen to this. And I'm going to break down what you said. And a little the, boy lost his shirt. And a, a boy lost his shirt. God forbid. I hope it wasn't as lucky. Or all the passengers lost Guys, their shit. listen to the language, okay? They're hiring severe, not mild, yep. not regular, <laughs> but severe yeah. intellectual disabilities, which translates to dumb, psychiatric disorders, crazy and various physical and mental conditions mentally retarded let's say for what it is and by the way that who you guys just saw was scott kirby rob i sent you a link of who he is he said 50 percent are gonna be women people of color and lgbtq community it's called united calls it flying with pride show this rob this is him in drag and i don't give a shit like i don't care what he does Wait, who's this this is the ceo like go, go, keep going rob that's the ceo the who? ceo of 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 United goes what? and he's incorporating drag into their business and sponsoring drag shows. That's no wonder why he wants everybody because he wants to be inclusion of all his friends. And listen, Adam, everybody out there, with all due respect, if I'm about to board a flight and I just happen to look into the cockpit and I see two lesbian pilots, one is Indian, one is Middle Eastern, one is wearing a helmet and eating jello, I'm running the <laughs> fuck off that plane. I'm sorry. Listen. <laughs> Let me explain something to you. I'm like, <laughs> no, and I'm leaving. Yeah. But, because hear me out. DEI, I'm totally fine with it if it's at Starbucks and, it, and, and the barista is a non-binary yes. vegan with green hair that w is wearing a mask with a bull ring. I don't give a shit. It's coffee. If they mess up, I'll be like, okay, who's the normal? Give me the regular coffee. This is my life. This is flying on an airplane. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you guys right now, how long do you think... Until this thing backfires and, God forbid, a United Airline crashes because of this shit right here. When are we going to stop playing the game of, guys, we got to make everybody happy. I will never, ever get on another United Airline flight ever. And if you're a United Airline frequent flyer, mile, whatever, I would look into either getting your money, having mm -hmm. them cash that in because it's horse shit. What? No, by the way, that, that's FAA. That means... Every, they're hiring everybody at the airport, everybody that works for the airlines, are going to be crazy. Like, can you imagine the flight attendants now going, hey, everybody put on your seatbelt, even though I don't know how to use it. Like, what are we talking yeah. about? What can, are we talking about? Can I about? add one thing Why how correct Vinny is? And oh I'm speaking God. from personal experience. <laughs> this is why DEI must D-I-E, okay? Please. Just play around with some letters. You brought up the, uh, the air... The airplane analogy, right? If you yeah. look into the cockpit. Now, the reason I say that I have personal experience with this, my father, all he did, he ran a business in yeah. the 80s and 90s. He hired only handicapped individuals. Did you hear me? Tom, yeah. what is yeah, that? Yeah, go, go. go. I'm, follow so I'm following you. He had go. a marketing company. This is pre-internet. Yeah. They, they handed out flyers in the neighborhood. Okay, my father was born with cerebral palsy. Mm. It only affected him physically, mentally, very sharp, very smart guy to ingratiate himself with the community. He hired specifically handicapped people to give them jobs. All they had to do was walk around the block <laughs> yeah. and deliver flyers. Nice. Put it in mailbox. There was a good chance they missed the mailbox. <laughs> okay, I'm just letting I'm you know. Being honest. <laughs> I would every night at dinner, I would have. Mentally handicapped individuals, we called them a different word back then, retards. At dinner, I was raised among these people, okay? Yeah. It was the most insane, obnoxious, hilarious dinners of my life, hence why I became a comedian. But my father, pillar of the community, gave these guys jobs because they had no other opportunities to have jobs. What's my point? 
There's a difference between handing out flyers <laughs> and flying a plane. <laughs> I know. Okay. What, what a great about? point. Yeah. That's my point. What There's a difference. About? So when you look in the cockpit and the guy turns around, he's like, hello. It's like, <laughs> no. Like, I'm, I'm cool with you greeting people down there, but you hit the nail on the head. Bingo. Thank you. Severe intellectual disabilities. She, what are we talking about? This is about? like, exactly. stop playing but with a, the plane. It's not a joke. They're going, by, by, way, by the way, it's you, already. What Adam is saying is so true because, you know, everybody has a friend that somebody in their family has severe intellectual or psychiatric disabilities. There's nobody that's listening to this that doesn't have somebody there. Mm -hmm. This this doesn't mean our level of sympathy needs to get to the point of compromising the safety of families traveling, whatever the job they may have. That's not... uh, uh, you go to... uh, I go to this movie theater. Every time I go to the movie theater, the guy that checks my ticket... He's in a wheelchair. And you know what I think about? You know what's honestly what I think about? Yeah. Good for AMC All for hiring good. this guy. You have no I'm like, you know what? The first thought, I'm like, good for AMC. Yeah. Good for you. He's always there. And all he does is go this to the, what do you call it? The QR code. And me, Tico, and Dylan, the kids, we go in and watch the movie. Awesome. Right. That versus this, slightly different. Now, somebody yeah. may say, what if their job isn't that big of a job and the liability and the responsibilities and their fair, that is a fair argument you're making. I think the part that is delusional and confusing is the following. What percentage of 100 girls under the age of 12 versus 100 boys, you just do a basic uh, uh, market research. How many of you want to grow up to be a pilot? What percentage of girls under the age of 12 will say, I want to be a pilot? Versus what percentage of girls under the age of 12, um, boys will say they want to be a pilot? If 30% of boys say they want to be a pilot and 5% of girls say they want to be a pilot and it's 6x, the reason why companies have men as pilots is not because they're racist. Mm -hmm. It's because more boys want to be a pilot one day and girls don't. What percentage of nurses, same thing with kids with nurses, what percent, you can go on with these questions. You can't force a career upon a kid that doesn't want the damn job just because you're trying to bow down to the ESG community and kiss their asses. That's the problem the logical, reasonable American people have. And I understand Vinny's frustration. I understand the humor with the perfect analogy he just gave with his father, but this is this, this lacks common sense. So we can joke about this all we want. It's no longer funny, FAA, and it's no longer funny, United Airlines. People are sitting there saying, I just want you to get me from L.A. to New York. Get me from Dallas to Miami. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't care what that person is in there, what nationality they are, what background they are, if they're male or female. Just prove the results. And then we can sit there and say, okay. This makes sense. By the way, I'm going to go to the next story. The next story is the Hertz story, okay? So I asked a question yesterday, why is Hertz dropping all these Teslas, mm-hmm. okay? And Tom gave the most logical, reasonable answer. I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me on why they would do that. Hertz is selling no – I'm sorry, Tom didn't give that. Rob gave that yesterday when we were um, Good job, Rob. in podcast prep. Hertz is selling 20,000 EVs so it can buy more gas guzzlers, oh. The Verge. Look at the title. Of it, the title is doing what? It's trashing Hertz, meaning no matter what Hertz does, they're not winning. Yes. They're selling 20,000 EVs so it can buy more gas guzzlers, but is Hertz making the right decision? If you read the full story and logic behind it, it sounds like they are. 
So 20,000 cars, approximately one-third of its global EV fleet is what they're selling, and use the proceeds to purchase gas-powered vehicles after facing unexpected uh, depreciation and damage costs amounting to $245 million for its EVs. The decision aims to better balance supply against expected demand of EVs as the company couldn't find enough customers for its EVs despite previously setting a 25% EV fleet target for 2024. Again, I love this one. They say, by 2035, there will be no gas-guzzling cars in the state of California. And then common sense hits, results hits, and you realize it's not an effective method, Newsom, but it's a good campaign message for you to give. Yep. Hertz shift from scaling up to EV ambition to selling off its EV reflects the challenges faced by the company and the broader industry as softening demand and EV ownership challenges such as charging and upkeep impact plans for EV adoption while EV sales continue to grow, the rate of growth has slowed, prompting companies to reassess their EV investment. Rob, you have a uh, uh, Tesla yourself, right? And you're a Tesla owner. So what, what, what logic do you see with the story here yourself? Well, first of all, whenever there's, from my experience, anytime there's an issue with your Tesla, the only person that can fix it, if there's any type of mechanical issue, is a Tesla representative. Or um, Elon Musk. Yes. Um, like when I needed to get my tires rotated, I didn't take it to a shop. They came to me. They sent a Tesla technician to my house and switched out the, uh, the tires from the front to the back. Um, and then the other thing is charging with these vehicles. It's, if you're not, if you don't have hands-on experience with the vehicles, it's very hard to understand how the charging works. Um, when you go faster, you eat more of the battery away, so you have to pre-plan some of that stuff. You'll get in the car, and you'll put in your destination. It'll tell you how much battery you have, how many miles to get there. But if you go 75 or above, it dwindles. And it, so a lot of people will run out of power not knowing that they're not going to get to a charger in time. And it's not like there's charging stations every couple of blocks. You're talking about 40, 50, 60 miles in between charging stations. So if you run low on battery, the only way that you can get to a charging station if the battery runs out is they send a tow truck out to get you. They put your car on the tow truck, and then they drive that to the charging station And that thing runs you. on gas. <laughs> yes. Let, let, let me ask Rob a question because I'm not trying to put your business out there, but you've had some issues with your Teslas. Let's just say that. I, yeah, I totaled Yeah. One. Okay, okay. And Malik's crashed You've been in some it, accidents. Right? You've had some stuff. Malik. But yet you continue to return back to Tesla and you bought another Tesla. Safest why? vehicle I've ever owned. That's why. So what's the reason? It's a, I would have died if I was in any other type of car uh, in the collision that I was in. I spun out. Somebody rear-ended me. I spun out on the highway, hit a guardrail going 75 miles an hour, totaled the car, walked away completely unharmed. No, yeah, not unarmed. a concussion. Nothing. No, unharmed. No, un, what did I unharmed, say? Unarmed. unarmed but yes. you are armed. Oh, that's yes. uh, I, I was unharmed yes. in the accident, so that's why I went back. They're great vehicles uh, economically. It doesn't yeah. cost me anything to charge this thing up, and it's a very safe vehicle for me and my kids. Gotcha. So, Tom, so safety. Thoughts on this with, with Hertz. What do you have with this? By the way, great commentary, Rob. Tom, what are your thoughts Love on you, Rob. This? Well, I, I'd line up. Hertz had the number one problem they had was the customers weren't taking it, so they couldn't find enough customers to rent the EV. So it started there, but then it went to all the things that you talked about, what Rob talked about, which is, you know, if you don't drive an EV a lot, you don't know how to charge it and you don't know how to set it. And a lot of times these EVs were getting run out of gas and getting stalled someplace because people that didn't understand it were running them out of gas. So there was a cost. So there was a bunch of cost underlying hurts in this. 
and the fact that the uh, audience, the people that were renting from here, didn't want it. And The Verge likes to say, buy more gas guzzlers. No, they're not. They're buying a bunch of cars that are four-cylinder engines. Some of them are even hybrids, and that's what they're buying for the fleet. So it's not like they're buying a bunch of you know BMW M5s to get 11 miles a gallon here. That's not what's going on. So The Verge, you know, congratulations for spinning the headline, but... Oh, I'm sorry. I just noticed it's The Verge. Um, <laughs> and so what Hertz has done is the practical thing. They said, hey, we got to go back to fuel-efficient cars that everybody wants to rent so that they don't get stranded. And then the other thing is, is what he was pointing out is EVs do not have an infrastructure for repair. So Hertz is making the right decision. I have the same thing. I have a Fisker that's in my tiny little fleet of BizDoc cars. And, you know, I... You know, there's things that only Fisker can work on if it ever comes to that. And I and I know that. And that's a, a risk I take, something I accept, you know, by supporting that company with their car right now and supporting EVs up to a point because I think a, a blend is good. But Hertz, everybody's jumping on Hertz here, but Hertz is just doing the, the normal thing. I can't get enough people to rent these things, and I got increased cost of the ones that I have. And so I'm going to so I'm gonna sell them. And that's that. And by the way, Hertz is also suffering – because Hertz has been impacted by Uber, and Turo is actually mentioned in a quarterly earnings report. Um, I believe it was Enterprise. They mentioned Turo, which you can rent a car from somebody else a day. Turo is basically the um, Airbnb for cars. Turo is like the churros they sell at Magic Mountain. Exactly. That, that, like that the is. cousin of it's that. The Mexican yes. dessert. No, but the point is, churros. Hertz and Avis and all the car rental companies have been hit by Uber and Turo. Tom, you want a Hertz donut? <laughs> All right, let's go to let's go to the next story here, let's, 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 let, guys. Let's go to the next story. All right, uh, uh, Rob, if you can get this, uh, if you can get this clip ready of Fauci, Fauci, former boss, concedes COVID lab leak was not a conspiracy theory. Uh oh, see where this goes here. Dr. Francis Collins, former head of the NIH, testified in a closed door session with the House Coronavirus. Subcommittee admitting that the COVID lab leak theory was credible. This marks a significant shift from this earlier characterization of it as a very destructive conspiracy. Okay, House Republicans leading the hearing revealed that Dr. Collins acknowledged the credibility of the lab leak hypothesis, contradicting Dr. Dr. Fauci's previous stance. They also accused both doctors of using their influence to pressure researchers into favoring a nation, natural origin theory over the lab leak theory regarding COVID's origin. Dr. Collins' testimony addressed his role in the publication of the March 2020 Proximal Origins papers, which played a key role in shaping their narrative about COVID's origin. Now, here's Dr. Anthony Fauci. Science. Mr. Yeah. Science. The, trust the science. Yeah. I want you to see if you at all, don't say anything. I'm not, I want to see if you... You know, have the level of, of, I don't know, to these folks, maybe if we don't have the level of education required to understand, see if he uses the same phrase over and over and over and over again. By the way, this is a year ago. Exactly. This is yeah. November yeah, but, but 23rd but of 2022. I just want you to see this. He does it every, he just did it again. No, though. I just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. clearing the air that that's this the clip. of this clip. Play this clip and see what phrase he keeps using. He's a pro. Go for it. I have no recollection. I'm sorry. Would you repeat the question? Is it What's the question again? I'm not sure. I think, you know, I don't. I don't recall with it. I don't recall anything from that phone call. You know, I don't recall your 
I don't recall. I may have, but I don't recall. I don't specifically remember. Do you recall that? Rat. Yeah, rat. Freaking rat. I don't recall. I don't recall this. If you show me this now and ask me the question, do you recall this? I'd have to say I don't recall. You think he was trained by a lawyer? You know, I don't recall. That's all you have to say is I don't recall. Trained by Joe Biden. Look, look at look at this rat. Not specifically look at this that demon I can rat. Again, Again, pause it right there. That's enough. You get the idea. I don't recall. So, it's, yeah. so here's pull my up. Well, by the way, pull up Jeff Sessions. He well, made this. By famous, the way, by the way, so as you guys all know out there, science apparently has a horrible memory because he can't recall anything. And I just want to take one little step back. Disease X, which they're saying might be the next pandemic. I hope everybody's awake out there. Uh, uh, can you say who's saying that? This was well, actually something discussed at Davos. Dav- oh, we are p- World leaders to meet to discuss the threats of hypothetical disease uh, X pandemic in Davos. This ch- because Davos is going on right, right now, now as we speak. Right yes. now. And they've, they've been warning us. So, again, what I tell you guys about these evil people that they have to show you. They have to tell you what they're going to do before you do it because it's karmic retribution. They and, have to- and, and, by the way, I, again, I don't want to interrupt. I just no, want to set you up and then you go. Please go. Disease X could be 20 times more fatal huh. than COVID-19 as highlighted by the WEF. The session titled Preparing for Disease X to be led by WHO chief Dr. Tedros Adonam. I don't know if you remember him last time. He was all over the place during COVID selling fear porn on a daily basis. Yeah. And that's what they're talking about now. Disease X according priority status by the WHO alongside known viruses such as COVID-19, Ebola, Zika, and others signifying its significance in uh, pandemic preparedness. And that's one of the things that we're talking about. But go ahead. And remember, we talked about this when we were like, what's going to be the next thing? Is it going to be aliens, which the funny thing, Adam, in Miami, I kept bust, Adam kept busting balls. Is it going to be that? Is it going to be the terrorism from the terrorists that are coming over the border? Is it going to be pandemic number two, which they've constantly said it, just like um, Bill Gates when he was sitting next to his wife. And he's like, yeah, this time you know, they'll take it serious, that Kermit the Frog demon. But anyway, this, this new lab created disease, lab created disease out of China, has a 100% fatality rate in humanized rats by infecting the nervous system, okay? There's a clip of uh, John Campbell, which this is the guy. I don't know if we, uh, we don't we don't really have to see it, but if you want to see it, this is the guy. What is, what is this guy's this name? This is, uh, uh, Rob, you can play that. It's only now, last week, there was published some really concerning research from China. What the researchers did was they got a virus from a pangolin. That's these charming little creatures that are so abused throughout uh, Eastern Asia particularly. They took a virus from the pangolin and they cultured it in cells in the laboratory. And they then infected mice with it and it killed all of the mice that it infected through brain infection. So they've generated this new virus that kills 100% of mice it's infected with. But it gets worse. Because the mice that were infected were humanized mice. Now, these are called transgenic mice. Not transgender. In other words, they were given some human genes. Look. And they were given human ACE receptor genes that were expressed by the mouse. So these are essentially human ACE receptors in genes. And it was a coronavirus from the pangolin, and it killed 100% of the mice that were infected. And these are the things that they are jiggling around with in laboratories. Laboratories. This is absolute madness. And it needs to be banned. By the way, it's uh, never good when somebody says laboratory. Yeah, it's legit. When they say laboratory, shit's going down. So, and one of my points I'm going to say is uh, 
Fauci sitting there, Mr. Science, the head of everything, right? He was in charge of everything. He retired because he knows he has security like the president has with guys with this type of uh, security because they know people want, want his ass, okay? So here's my, here's my thing. Ooh. It can happen again, okay? They purposely can lie about the virus. They lock us down, destroy the economy, kill millions, force people to take the vaccine. And guess what? We just saw with Fauci zero accountability. What's to stop them from doing it again? And what we just, I, we're just finding out, uh, a recent interview with Peter McCullough. You guys remember Peter McCullough? He was the, the yeah, cardiologist, epidemiologist. The they banned him. They, by the way, couldn't talk. They took him off the internet. Uh, he, show, he shared uh, how studies have indicated, this is going back to the vaccine, that synthetic mRNA from the Pfizer and Moderna experimental COVID vaccines may last permanently in the body, can also transfer to the unvaccinated and is changing the human genome. Let me explain. Let me say that one more time. It's uh, it could transfer to the unvaccinated. So if Tom, you're married, you have the vaccine, your wife has it. That that genetic mess up, I want to call it, goes into your unborn child. And just yesterday, Tucker had on the Florida State Surgeon General, and he said foreign DNA that's entering your cells through the thing has. It has hundreds of billions of particles of DNA, which is, they're saying, not uncommon in the, in the vaccine. But through the MRA, COVID vax, it could change your DNA and humanity for itself. So meaning they could change how people look, how people act. And by the way, they've already gave it to a billion people, so the damage has already been done. But like I said, zero accountability, and they could do it again, and I think the American people will fall for it. Tom, what's on this? So... It's really disturbing when you've got credible people out there, not conspiracy theories, but people are really credible that are talking about labs out there that are monkeying around with stuff. And then you're seeing that voices and whistleblowers that seem like rational people, these do not seem like crazy actors here. Professionals. Yeah, um, that are out there that are, are being canceled professionally and, and set aside. Um, do I think that there are labs out there that are building these? Sure as hell do. Um, do I think that there is a desire to create a uh, a cycle, an economic cycle of you know vaccines? I sure as hell do. And do I think that governments are going to be opportunistic about it and really heavy-handed? Yeah, I sure as hell do. Um, you, you look at how heavy-handed Australia was. You think of Australia, Canada, UK, United States as you know the West. And, you know, Australia was pretty intense what they did to their people down there. I mean, like really intense. Um, and they're not apologizing for it. So I, I do I think there's these things out there and that they've got they got plans to pull the strings and do this stuff. You know, I do. And it scares the hell out of me because there is a core thought that is at the bottom of the globalist agenda and Klaus Schwab and WEF. And that's that we are overpopulated at this hour. Yep. That is a tenant of their belief structure is that. You can't grow more food because we don't have enough land, and they'll even tell you that cow farts are, are you know, resulting in global warming and that you know, factory farming of livestock is bad for the environment. And so if it's bad to grow enough food and it's bad to grow enough cattle— it comes right back to their comments about overpopulation. They think it's overpopulated right now. So and do I think there's forces out there that want to change it? 
by force, and maybe these are their agents of change. It kind of scares me to be thinking these things. But yeah, I think these things, Pat. I'm not out there every morning waking up going, oh my gosh, I think the future looks bright for humanity. I think there's enough people out there thinking about the future that there is a bright future. But I also think there's people out there that are living in these beliefs, and they're monkeying around with stuff they shouldn't be monkeying with. All right, just quick uh, John Stewart reference for the second time of the show. Do we remember when John Stewart went on the Colbert show yeah, and this is right after Colbert is literally doing his samba dance, the needle dance with the needles. Yeah. Oh, and he, Vinny, had the he had the big beard, and he was very yeah. And he dance. was basically like, "Oh, a pangolin made love with a rat, and then of yeah, course yeah. that's how COVID." He's like, "Or it just came from the Wuhan lab <laughs> leak." <laughs> and Stephen Colbert, this one right here, yeah. Stephen Colbert got super uncomfortable, but right, of course it didn't do that. Yeah, because he's, like, he's a shill. He's, he's like a, guys, he's a, yeah, he's a, so, he's th- a hatchet, listen, these guys are best of friends. And it took John Stewart. Don't forget, Stephen Colbert became famous because of him, because of the, the Daily Show, yeah. then the Colbert Show, and now what he's doing on late night. Yeah, but it took John. Stewart. Yeah, go ahead. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean, or it's the. Chocolate factory. <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's it. Rob, you missed the beginning yep. of it when he talks about that's a okay. pangolin. Yeah, but, 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 but basically, is- he says, "Look, he's the guy on the left who said stop believing." The narrative. Now, why does this narrative exist? What is Fauci covering up? What do what? they not want us to know? Everything. Why They're do they want us the to do with thing. the bat? They're but everyone the uses thing. this playbook. Even with Trump, yeah. when uh, he had the Attorney General Jeffrey Sessions, yeah. remember the little gnome? He went there and he said, um, I don't recall 500 times. Yeah. Hey, do, why did you re- not recruit yourself? I don't recall. I don't recall. Do you have any but, of that? But what? Rob? All right, yeah, they just made fun that he looked like a little gnome. I don't recall. I don't recall. That's their playbook. Even Dave Chappelle, there it is right there. Even Dave Chappelle made, I plead the fifth. I, I, I plead yeah. the fifth. Like, that's their playbook right there. At the end of the day, I think what we're all saying is hold China accountable. What? And whoever was a part of this okay. Wuha Blam leak. Yeah, but Adam, here's the thing. We should, we should have, we should have. My point is, because we talked about it and people were like, dude, you're crazy. They, they wouldn't dare do something like this again. Why wouldn't they? China still isn't held accountable because, remember, it was racist to say that it came from there. All right. You had the government, the government, the United States government shutting up professionals. Peter McCullough. Who was the other guy with the beard? The Robert guy, Malone. Robert Malone. The yeah. guy started MR and, and you're silencing him. Yeah. So when you have China, who I think was behind it and they did it on purpose, not held accountable. The FBI and the government working together to do, yeah, to do this. You have Fauci, who's an untouchable bureaucrat rat. What's to stop them from doing it again? What are you going to do? They, you, nobody you, got in Vinny, trouble. No, what, is, what is anybody going to do? And I mean all, we do is, no, all we do is do this. How the hell is Fauci not in jail? How the, if you read the book, uh, The Real Dr. Fauci, how the F is that piece of trash not in jail? And how is China still walking around? Yeah. Nothing happened. You want to know why? That's because all of a sudden. protected. No, no, no. no there's. Fa- Fauci protected in China. Trump had him as his guy. Biden had him as his nah. guy. Well, he, had to he be, did. He's been there for seven presidents. But he, that's the a, point. This is why we have elections, guys. Ugh. When we have elections, Hate we're going to find out what's going to happen. So, Rob, uh, pull up uh, Davos's meeting here and what they said is the crisis they're most worried about, two years versus 10 years. Okay, so these are the things they put out 
just recently what things to be worried about, two years versus 10 years. In the two-year side, World Economic Forum, uh, you will see at number 10, pollution, then economic downturn, then involuntary migration, involuntary migration, then inflation, lack of economic opportunity, interstate armed conflicts. Rob, can you zoom in a little bit? Cybersecurity, number four. And then you have uh, uh, social uh, polarization, societal polarization, extreme weather events, and number one is what? Misinformation and disinformation, yeah. of course, because of election. Yeah. Look at the 10-year number. Go to 10 years. Number 10 is pollution. Then it's, uh, look, how many Earth. of them are green, by the way? Earth. Everything's about climate change, huh. right? So no, look how many of them are green. So pollution, societal polarization, cybersecurity, involuntary migration, adverse outcomes of AI technology, misinformation, disinformation. So we're going to stop lying. Lying is going to decrease in the next 10 years <laughs> from mainstream media is what they're saying. So natural resource shortage. And then what is that one? Blood diversity? Biodiversity. Biodiversity. Three is code for overpopulation using up the earth. Wow. Natural resource shortage and biodiversity loss and ecosystem collapse. Critical change to earth systems. And number one, extreme weather events. Tom, you see this. What do you think about? I, I think over 10 years, they're worried about population. And number five and six is maybe they're worried about their control of messaging. And then involuntary migration, I don't think they really care. And then societal polarization, I don't think they really care. They're using that as a tool right now to everybody against each other. But then number 10, pollution is directly related to number three. So three of these on here, actually four of them, are related to we as the people, there's too many of us, and we're crushing the earth that we've been given, and we don't have the ability to control the messaging properly, and then this migration thing's going to be a problem too. And by the way, involuntary migration, you know why that's a problem, Pat? Because you have too many poor people over here that are trying to get over there. So it's also overpopulation. Yeah. The, one of their core tenets, and I've said this like 10 times in the last five minutes, is they want to solve overpopulation. And the way they solve it is not good. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know how else you could help in depopulating people? Have diversity for pilots for United. But by the way, look at two years, number one. Oh, you want to kill people? Have pilots be that. That's 200 people a pop. Look at two years right now. Number one global threat to them is misinformation and disinformation. But notice how they're going to bust their asses because it's Elon Musk. At the end of the day, I don't, I don't think people realize, and I've said this before, how much credit you have to take your hat off to Elon Musk because he's giving us the pl – you know why he's such a threat, guys? Why Elon Musk is such a threat to the establishment? Because we get to see and hear everything that's negative about the government and Big Pharma, Pfizer and Moderna and all these idiots. Anyway, um, number one is misinformation, disinformation. Tom, in their 10-year plan, they're going to get rid of people like him. They're going to try to discredit him. They're going to try to get rid of his business. And that's why on 10 years, he drops down. People like that drop down to five. So right now, it's control the information, push all that bullshit uh, climate change and climate stuff, which is going to take over the next 10 years that's what i see when i see that chart well, i actually agree with why number one this year yep. would be misinformation and disinformation because of all the elections that are taking place in 2024 we just saw taiwan so whether it's misinformation or disinformation or cisinformation and you identify as a straight white information guy the the information we're going to see deep fakes we're going to see ai generated stuff 
We're going to see all that, especially in the election cycle here in the United States, especially with Russia tampering in elections, especially with Iran and, you know, all their friends out there uh, causing terror. We're going to see misinformation and disinformation in 2024, no doubt. But their long-term agenda is certainly the uh, climate crisis and overpopulation. I like how five, six, and seven are not a problem in 10 years. Yeah, weird. Armed conflict, lack of economic inflation. No, no, we're going to fix all that with a one-world government, and we don't fight each other anymore. Let's go to the last story before we wrap up. Taiwan defies China, electing a new president, Beijing-labeled, a separatist troublemaker. This is from the NBC News. So China, uh, Taiwan's vice president, Lai Ching-te, was elected as a new president despite warnings from Beijing not to support him. Labeled by China as a separatist troublemaker, the election is seen as, an, as a significant development in the already strained relationships between China and United States. But with Taiwan's status uh, being a sensitive issue, Lai's uh, victory extends the rule of the Democratic Progressive Party, DPP, and marks the first time in Taiwan's history as a democracy that the same political party has won three consecutive terms. However, the DPP lost control of the legislative, which may constrain Lay's uh, policy options. China's response to Lay's victory remains uncertain, but potential actions could include military drills, trade uh, restrictions on Taiwanese companies, and cyber attacks. And even Bloomberg, uh, a story comes out same day from... uh, uh, about Biden saying Biden says U.S. doesn't support Taiwan's independence after vote. Joe Biden said we do not support independence, clarifying that the U.S. position on Taiwan's independence following the re-election of Taiwan's Democratic Progressive Party, which aims to limit China's influence. China considers Taiwan as territory and hope that Taiwan's vice president, Lei Ching-te, who maintains strong ties with the U.S., would not be elected President Biden remarks, however, have escalated tensions in U.S.-China relations regarding Mm -hmm. potential military inversion. PBD, you did a poll of whether you thought China would invade Taiwan in 2024. What were the results of that poll? Do you recall? Let me let me pull it up because I want to say was 70 30. If I if I remember thought they were they weren't. I think 70 was. This was okay. a couple of days ago, right? Gotcha. This is, I'm just interested uh, in what happened in that poll. I'll give it to you right now. Go okay. ahead and give you a commentary. I'll look for it. But while you're looking it up, is here it we go, Tom. The, uh, there it is right there. Okay, so it was pretty close, yes. But yeah. w- what we know is, let's just start with the facts. In 2024, there's more elections. Going, what, 40% of the globe is having elections? Is that mm-hmm. the number? Mm-hmm. So the world is voting, okay? And you vote with your feet, and you vote with your pocketbook, and you vote with, uh, you know, hopefully against war. Right now, there's three hotspots going on around the world. We know about Ukraine. We know about Israel. But we don't know exactly what's going on in China and Taiwan. We know about the South China Seas and everything going on over there. But what happened in Taiwan, and this is important, because they basically said, China, no thank you. We're aligning ourselves with the United States. Mm-hmm. And not, they're not the only country that was formerly part of China or that part of the world that is essentially aligning with the United States. And I'll show you with that. So they are not aligned with the CCP. That's what's going on in China. I'm sorry, in Taiwan. And China's not exactly happy about this. So much so... The Philippine prime minister in the Philippines came out and they basically congratulated the the new Taiwanese um, president. China, the CCP, said, be careful, Philippines, quote unquote, you're playing with fire. But here's what's going around in the rest of the world. They pulled 20 countries, major countries. Do you view the U.S. or China more favorably? Pretty interesting. 20 countries, 18 of which said they viewed U.S. more favorably than China. 
the countries, Japan, South Korea, Israel, Poland, India, Italy, Hungary, South Africa, France, Indonesia, Greece, Canada, Brazil, Argentina, Spain, Netherlands, Mexico, Australia, and obviously the U.S. The only countries that align themselves with China, Nigeria, and Kenya. Wonder why? Because they probably gave them billions of of dollars and bought them off. Now that's what confessions of an economic hitman will find out what happens with Nigeria and Kenya. But even more importantly, they asked, who do you say contributes to more peace and stability in the world? The U.S. and China. And they asked major countries. India, they answered 70% U.S., 33% China. Wow. Okay? Japan, 79% U.S., 14% China. In South Korea, 74% U.S., 13% China. It's becoming clearer and clearer. You need to pick a team. Are you on team autocrat or are you on team democracy? Are you on team China, Russia, Iran, Houthis, Hezbollah, Hamas? Are you on team democracy in the free world with the United States? Pick your team. These are, these it are goes back com- to the first clip at the very beginning yes. of our podcast today. Yep, yeah. America first, uh, based on what John Stewart said, right? So we're at the end of the podcast. Uh, gang, tomorrow uh, I will be interviewing John Abramson. We'll be talking about Big Pharma. Very, very interesting topics here. We got cover a lot of stuff today. I think Thursday, do we have home team Thursday or do we have a guest on Thursday? Thursday is home team. Friday, Glenn Beck. Friday, Glenn Ooh. Beck. Thursday, home team. Okay, Gee, that sounds good. in the house. So, and by the way, today... Uh, uh, with everything that we covered with Manek. For those of you guys that wanted to vote, Rob, if you can bring this up. Please. It, 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 Vinny, it looks like you want to say something I have, to everybody here. I have here. to say something. First of all, I think I got like 22 in here. I love every single one of you that are on there. Please, Manek, me. I want to give a shout-out to the first five, like I promised. John Coester, TJ Turner, Jeff Rusinski, Toby Schwarzbauer. I said it right. Jordan Black and Robert Love. Guys, thank you. God bless you. Listen, I love them, but I'm trying to beat them. Manek, me, please. I love you guys. Ask me anything. Take care, everybody. We'll do this again tomorrow. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. I got 22.